right. So you hear me okay? Yep, I hear you fine. You hear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up, man? You got that carb flu over there? I'm, I'm taking, taking another, another dick. dick. In stereo. <laughs> no, it's just layered. It's actually mono, but yeah. You have mono? No, I don't have mono. You want to make out a little bit? <laughs> Jesus, one week of not being sick and this is what I get. <laughs> the following show will destroy your self-worth with excessive expletives, overtly descriptive sexual deviance, and more desperation for external validation than any so-called entertainment should ever be allowed. Talentless losers who are about as insightful and provocative as a comatose jellyfish. Cinema Psyops. A tendency to deprave and corrupt those whose minds are open to such immoral influences and to whose hands a publication of this sort may fall. So if someone of a dirty bird gets hold of your stuff and it makes them a dirtier bird, then it's labeled obscene. Encouraging the lowest, most base, and animalistic of desires to all who will listen. Because we, as a society, have decided that a cinema psyops represents our base and vulgar impulses, and that acknowledging our use of it rattles our collective conscience. trying my best to make a positive impact in the lives of others, but secretly I was involved in a relationship that was taking over my life. Cinema Psyops. It was leaving me wounded and depressed, unable to even manage the relationships that mattered to me. Auditory vermin infest in every aspect of the human condition, spreading their filth and foul disease. The Black Plague Podcasting. Cinema Psyops with Court and Matt. Welcome to Cinema PsyOps. In the studio for once, sitting across from me is Matt. And I haven't vomited in like a week. That's saying something. If there's somebody new out there that doesn't know, my name is Court. Yes. I run Bartertown. Yes. And Matt is my unwilling test subject in the experiment that is this show, Cinema PsyOps. Now on I mean, from our it, saga Is sale. it really unwilling anymore? I, I kind of look forward to it. I show up and I'm here. It's <laughs> you- your one place where you know someone is bound to listen to you eventually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess you're not really an unwilling test subject anymore, but who knows? I mean, I've gone through some of the hardcore shit, so. Oh, you haven't even gotten close to the hardcore shit. You've taken a day trip around the crunch. Don't act like you've actually been in the crunch. I mean, traces of death and everything. Yeah, that was extreme, but that wasn't extreme. (laughs) That was extreme with an EX instead of just a big X. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever it is that you think you're doing that was so hardcore, I have such sites to show you that will be much worse. (laughs) Thank you, Pinhead. Thank you. (laughs) So I tried to update the folks at home on episode 220 and I know you don't listen to jack shit that you're not on so you probably didn't hear that uh, yeah no I don't yeah if it's not me what do I care right <laughs> um, through the wife network what I had found out and heard was essentially prior to our Halloween party you had gotten some antibiotics for an ear infection and you couldn't hear out of one of your ears yeah I went deaf in my left ear I got. I, I was saying it was right but I wasn't sure so yeah here's ear. what happened I got a, a pretty nasty cold okay and 
lately in the past couple of years, if I got a bad enough head cold, fluid has built up in my ears recently now. It never used to be a problem. Used to be I would just get tonsillitis really bad to the point where they'd have to, you know, either give me steroids or something to get my tonsils swelling to go down. Uh, now that's gone away and now it just goes to my ears. So this last one, this last bout was a pretty bad cold. Well, are you blowing your nose like super hard or some shit that causes it to back up I'm, in your ears, you think? I am not blowing it enough, according to the doctor, he thinks. Oh, so it just so keeps it just, building up? Yeah, building up back there. And then uh, it has no other place to go, so it enters the ear canals and decides to sit there? Yes, and that, okay. he said he saw a lot of fluid in there. That's probably why I was going deaf. Wait, are we talking about your stomach and sperm? Yeah, yeah, sure, that's fine. Yeah, I yeah, I have a lot of both. I have a lot of stomach and I have a lot of sperm building up inside of me. Flip. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so uh, with all that, um, yeah, they were like, well, we're going to put you on some uh, medication. And uh, I've never had had a problem with antibiotics before but the this round um every time i took one i took one uh i got home from the doctor's office the first day and this was before your halloween party <laughs> right and i took one and i spent the next five hours vomiting and it was bad and then the doctor you are was, taking it uh with food as they are normally directed the right? first time i didn't oh i, so that I, explains I a little yeah, bit, fucked yeah. up well and explains why it was worse yeah. like because that was five hours of drive heaving and bile coming out because there was nothing in my stomach and i was just like, That's fucking metal. Dude, yeah, I mean... But there's one point my wife was like, do I need to take you to the emergency room? And I considered it because I just felt like death was there for me. <laughs> and I finally like passed out, woke up. Okay. And I was like, I'm not doing that again. Well, I had heard that you were vomiting excessively. Yes. Um, But I didn't actually hear that that was it. So yeah. when I was giving you the week off, I wasn't even picturing it as, as bad as what you just described. Yeah. And we kind of talked because you were at the Halloween party on I Saturday. Did, I, I got better. And then I still didn't know day of the halloween party i still didn't know if i was gonna go or not right and then i woke up and i because i still was feeling kind of iffy off i was still deaf in one ear i'm just like i didn't know and then i'm finally i started eating that day like regular food i kept it down and i actually felt better and then i was like i even sent my wife and her friend off because i didn't know what i was gonna do and then finally I just got up the gumption and said you know what i'm gonna go i feel fine i i can go which explains why you made an appearance rather late in the night Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's why I got there later than usual. Yeah. And, you know, had fun, left. I, I didn't get too crazy because I didn't know what my stomach would do. And I didn't, you know, want to be puking in front of your house. Although that would have been pretty fucking metal and the best Halloween decoration you could have. Uh, I would prefer people puke um, in the back. Well, not inside the house. Yeah. So, see, that's what I said out front. Prefer preferably in a place that can be easily hosed down and or just buried. The yard. Yeah, it's the yard. The yard's good. That's what you're looking for for if you're gonna throw up in the yard that's good on yeah. the actual house i would prefer not driveway i would never puke is okay. on your house no driveway is okay if that's the best you can do but if i have any control i'm always aiming for the yard <laughs> in more ways than one yes um and then the next day I felt fine. I ate a really big breakfast. Like, well, this really is big. what I had. I, yeah. I actually updated folks. You got more scripts and it made it worse. Yeah. Well, no. The doctor, because I spoke to him and they were like, hey, we want you to try this medication still. Oh, but the same stuff. Yeah, same stuff. Keep it. Take one with a big meal, please. And we're, I was like, fine. So that Sunday, the very next day, I ate like a big meal and like filling meal, pancakes, you know, stuff that will fill you up. Carb City. Mm -hmm. And I took one and I was like, I'm fine. 
fine, fine. And then just my stomach started gurgling. I'm like, I was talking to my wife and I went, oh shit. And I just ran and I just became like a haven of just vomit and shit. It was horrific. It was a really bad time for me. For And then I, I, I vomited for probably a solid hour. Wow. Yeah. I uh, just were, I would, I left the bathroom twice and I had to turn right around and just go right back. And then the rest of the night I was just on the couch. I couldn't, I was just weak and I'm like, fuck that. And then all of a sudden, surprisingly, I just was like, fuck antibiotics. I'm not taking these. And I was like, I'll call the doctor at some point next week and tell them to go fuck themselves. And they're going to have to give me something different. And then all of a sudden, uh, two days later, I could hear out of both ears again. I felt fine. Everything was fine. So I was like, well, I'm not calling the fucking doctor at all. Now I'm like, no reason to give them any more fucking money. I would bet that the vomiting put as much pressure into your sinuses and it probably popped the stuff out. Probably. And forced it to drain. That's yep. if I had to make a, a guess. Especially the bile vomiting because that was like forceful. Like my, I had broken blood vessels in my face. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. So that's what my life was like for a while. Well, I watched Mayhem and hung out with Mark. Oh, yeah. That sounds so rough. I'm so sorry. No, no. I'm saying I had a good time. Oh, you had a good I, I thought you were trying to compare. I'm no. Like, you not being on the show is one of the best things that has ever happened to the show. Wow. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I love you too. <laughs> I'm sure the audience missed you. No, no. Nobody misses me. I mean, there's no petitions coming in to say hire Mark full time. Yeah. Yeah. That I'm willing to admit yet. <laughs> Although, if people want to get them going, I mean, the yeah. people will speak. They can elect their co-host. They just can't They can't elect their host. No, no, no. no. Because I run Bartertown. You run Bartertown. And this podcast doesn't <laughs> exist without me. It's the weirdest dictatorship slash democracy we've ever had. We have a dictator, but he's going to open up elections for everyone else below him. Oh, wait. No, that's Putin. I'm sorry. So you're, you're also fighting with him on that one. <laughs> he does the same thing. So anyone that's I, below me can be elected. Yeah, but you actually you're you're better than Putin because at least you're honest. He still has elections for presidency that he says are honest and he gets reelected. You at least are telling the people you can't do shit about this. This is your host. This is what it is. Well, I mean, if they want the show to continue to exist, yeah. I'm going to be a part of it. Exactly. Because if I have to edit it, I'm going to be on it. Well, fuck, yeah. I mean, I don't blame you. I'm, I'm not, <laughs> listen, I'm not arguing with your style. I was just explaining it for the people. Sure. <laughs> Sure, sure. <laughs> the people until they vote you off. Well, if it's the will of the people, it's the will of the people. <laughs> no, people like you. I, I believe can't in fucking, democracy. I can't fucking explain it, but people like you. I know, man. I think they p- take pity on me. Now, I, that's I, how I got married. Uh, <laughs> well, that, that I'm not going to argue with. I think the reason that the people like you for the show is you have that I don't give a fuck anymore attitude, and we'll just see how it happens. Yeah. You know, just kind of see what happens with life yeah that so many people wish they could live by <laughs> i would not suggest it <laughs> no you're a huge fuck up yeah i'll die really early in life it's not gonna be pretty <laughs> no i don't think you will i, I honestly there's, don't think you'll die there's early. weird ways that you, you know you, you ever feel like you should tell your wife you know find a, find another dude quick because i don't think i'm gonna be around much longer and i want you taken care of <laughs> Well, I'm actually trying to make sure that she's financially secure yeah. as best I can. So yeah. I'm planning ahead for that kind of stuff. <laughs> See, I do I too. I take out, I have a lot of life insurance. So. I'm, yeah, I'm worth like five but, times the amount but I'm I dead than I am alive. But I I'm not telling I'm, my I, wife. I, I, don't, I don't tell her that. Everybody be cool. Don't <laughs> just, tell our wives. Everyone just shut the fuck up, all right? <laughs> Especially if you want this show to keep <laughs> can, going. Can you be, guys be cool for a half a second? <laughs> See, here's my worry, though. I think most of our audience could be bought not to care about the show. <laughs> well, yeah, that's 
that's a definite possibility. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure that eventually my wife's going to roll the dice and have me killed for the the insurance money anyway. Just just a guess. Yeah. Yeah. But by that point, I'll have lowered it. <laughs> you're like, ah, I know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> the more I make now, yeah. the less I'm worth dead. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my plan. I just I don't like uh, to ease my you know my wife's conscience. I let her know like these are mine. I go, yeah, I have a health and I have a life insurance policy through work, which I do. I don't tell her about the other ones I have on me because then she might start getting ideas. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we've filled out the front end of this episode yeah. enough. Um, we're going to have to slim down the back end a little bit. That's fine. Yeah. We're gonna, we we got 10 episodes to get through here. Well, 10 20 minute episodes. So we have five hours of yes. entertainment to talk about. Yeah. Um, this was a request from our boy Chris Mounts, who for some reason I just can't refuse requests from. No, I, it's 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 because he's so talented in the group. Well, that and I think I also love the way he says Waukesha. Oh, yeah. Waukesha. Yeah. Because that's where he's from, right? Yeah, I think so. I yeah. Think so, yeah. Yeah. Or at least that's what he says he's from. We don't know. Or maybe he's currently residing there. Maybe he just went there once. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's definitely a Wisconsinite. I know. Maybe he used to be from there and now he lives somewhere else, but that's where he grew up. We have like two or three folks that live in Wisconsin, currently reside within Wisconsin that listen to the show and are pretty steady supporting fans. And I'm just telling you, with Wisconsin odds, what are those three? He's probably a cannibal. I'm not sure that math tracks. I'll have to try and calculate that while we take a break here. Yeah. Uh, hey, listen, yeah. just because you never heard of them just means they weren't caught, all right? Right. I'm not saying that that's not possible. Yeah. I'm just saying that I don't know if that math calculates out. Yeah. So what I'm going to do here, I'm going to play the Legion Podcast Patreon promo while we take a little break. we have a little bit of music that is lifted straight out, well, not lifted straight out of, but was featured heavily in an episode of season three of Ash versus I, Evil Dead. I loved the music. I loved how the, the episodes ended with the music. Well, they did that with the other seasons. Yeah, I, don't yeah, know, I know. I just, I'm just something yeah. I love about it. And when we come back, we will have the trailer that stars put together to sell season three, well, I think. This will keep it quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You call me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet. My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com, or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for $5, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now... Back to the cutting room.
right, motherfuckers, it's time to kick out the trailer? Yeah, groovy. For 30 long years, I've used this saw on monsters and demons. But those battles are won. Now I use it to... Flash prices! <laughs> we need to talk. Whoa, lady. You don't even remember me? One of your monsters just attacked our daughter. Daughter? Oh. Looks like evil's back. Suck on that, Harpo. Who's the kid? That's my daughter, Sandy. Ah, Mandy. Sandy. We're still getting to know each other. Supernatural war is brewing. Wolf speed is about. I'd hate for anything to happen to your precious little girl. Evil's after my offspring, the born and the unborn. I can't believe I shared DNA with him. How was I supposed to know that all that crazy sex could lead to a kid? You, Pablo, will become a brujo especial. Let's conquer evil. Tell Kelly I said thanks for her body. I've never been so proud. It all comes down to this moment. What is that? Just the final test, his feet. Come get some. Well, I did cut that down just a little bit because there was some more squishy noises, sound effects, music, and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. That's your highlight reel, basically, for the season we're about to discuss. Yes, we are. Yeah. So all now, right. Now, if we've done these in the past, I usually just have, like, questions and we have, like, an open forum discussion. Yeah. And I said to try and pattern it after that, and you said that you tried to do that, but you weren't able to? I I failed because I'm not good at like figuring out the questions to ask. So I kind of just did points about things to discuss maybe in the, I just kind of noted what happened in the movies that will go from there. And I figured we would just like talk about an episode as a whole instead of breaking it down. Well, I will try to follow your lead on this. All right. But um, I would just like to say that if this episode sucks, the blame is wholly upon your shoulders. I Here's, here's something I, I tend to think though. I think for like the last two years, if the episodes have sucked, it's been blamed squarely up my shoulders as well. Why the last two years? Okay, I'm thinking, well, because kind of the last two years is when I started actually doing more notes and actually, like, getting clips myself. Uh-huh. Well, the last year, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that that for sure the last year. Yeah, on the year before that, because you just started saying if anything went wrong, it was usually my fault. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> Everything about this show that sucks is Matt Syop's fault. <laughs> but I feel like you add that into every episode we do now <laughs> not necessarily <laughs> but i think you think it well yeah okay when you become part of a venture everything that's wrong with that venture is your fault okay it, it, really every venture yeah every venture even ones that don't include you no well yeah, yeah. everything that you do everything that you're everything a part of i'm a part of when it sucks it's your fault this is a specific albatross situation that you are this is why i'm gonna die soon <laughs> exactly that's all i'm saying i gotta get out of this world anyway so episode one starts out and and actually, I'm just going to go ahead and say I've done one clip per episode, and episode one starts with, of course, what naturally will be a clip. You know me as Ash Williams, the hero who saved Elk Grove from evil. For 30 long years, I've used this saw on monsters and demons, but those battles are won. So now I use it to... Slash prices! Ashy Slashy's Hardware Store Emporium... You want paint? We shake it till we break it. Ladies, you'll love his nuts. What's better than a handful of my nuts? <laughs> a long screw. Whoa! <laughs> we got wood. We got rope. We got rubber. We got it all! Die, high prices! Goodbye, high prices! For that special someone, we brought everything from D to Ildo. Because at Ashy Slashy's, service is literally not our middle name. 
perfection in only 22 takes. So once again, Ash is failing upward in life. He's pretty much now taken over his father's hardware store. His father closed the hardware store yeah. and went into like a sort of retirement thing, but left all the inventory in there. And then that wasn't explained until later in the season. But yeah. um, his father, if for those of you that don't remember from the last time we covered it, died or a really horrific death in season two. Yeah. Where the possessed car ran over his motherfucking head. Yes. And there's no bionic man time for that. Lee no, Majors. there's there's no little sound that's going to help take care of that. Yeah. And when he did come back, because they did some time traveling, he was then promptly drowned in the bathtub because Ash didn't believe that that was really his father. Yeah. And his business was also left unattended at some point. So these different timelines never really like converge in a way. And you don't really know what actually took place in whatever version of when, the season you're watching. Yeah. You know, so like, when did he actually drown his own pop? When did his pop actually die? Did his pop actually die? They jump around with that so much that, like, all you know is that at the start of season three, his dad definitely is dead, but it, they say it's because he got ran over the, by the car. But if you remember when they did some time travel jumping around, yeah. his dad was alive Do and Ash drowned like his own father. They just don't care about the timelines. Well, yeah. I mean, if they did, they would have spent a little bit more time explaining how the fuck he got back from the primitive screwhead era. Yes. In the medieval dead that he was in. Yeah, we don't know about that. They mentioned that he was there. Yeah. They talk about it, and then they talk about how he came back but then again in that same timeline he went into the future when it was a post-apocalyptic wasteland well and also we have even in the movies you have evil dead one and then almost like evil dead two he goes is that like an actual part two or is it evil dead two just wiping out evil dead one because ash is going to the cabin now with his girlfriend and then all that happens well we discussed this on the the series but there is actually a moment in evil dead one at the very end where the evil force goes all through the cabin destroys it and then it hits him and then the movie ends yes there's a scene in evil dead 2 where the same thing happens and ash gets pushed through the forest and then gets possessed after he lands in a mud puddle that's right and then the other people show up yeah and then it's so the other stuff that they did is because they couldn't get the rights to the first movie but it is a sequel yeah i got you okay so um then we of course see there's an antique road show going on on the tv behind ash that where he's just watching the movie or watching his commercial yeah, apparently his commercial was on during Antique Roadshow. Yes. So and I don't know what audience he's trying to appeal to with that talk of dildos. I'm and, pretty sure he's just with the cheapest channel he could. Right. And then, but you know. How did they broadcast photos of actual rubber dildo. dildos <laughs> and get away with it? Nobody knows. It's it's, it's Michigan. They, they, they run around lawless up there. Are you sure that that's what happens? Yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> I mean, in Wisconsin, I could see this happening. You know, I see that happening more in Missouri. That I, <laughs> I don't know. They wouldn't be all about the dildos in Missouri. Well, see, all I know is that's why my flag only has 49 stars. I'll be dead and cold before I recognize Missouri. <laughs> all right, move on. Um, but the Necronomicon makes its appearance very quickly. I can't remember now. Where did, where did it end with at the end of season two? They buried the book. Yes. That was supposed to be the way that they ended up defeating Ruby and everything. At the very end, they just had to bury it. Yeah. And that was the end of it after like he beat the 
and we also remember at the very end, stuff. Ruby was sitting there watching him getting congratulated at town. Right. She was so, supposed to be gone back to where she was supposed to go, but that didn't happen yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So somebody apparently, this young woman found it and she brings it. She to, said it came up out of the dirt. So yeah. it dug itself out. And yeah. so she wants to, you know, know how much it's worth. And of course, the old dude starts reading out of it. So that's going to begin everything. And well, that's what you do when you find a book that is inked in human blood and the pages are made from human flesh. And the how very first could, thing you do is read from the book. And how many people could read Sumerian, man? Almost everybody in the timeline could read Sumerian. Well, I mean, it was played from a tape. Yeah. Well, once. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was translated in some spots. I don't know how Ash was able to read it when he was getting high at the start of the series. Yeah. But I would believe that a guy who is learned enough to recognize what that book was yeah and know essentially where it came from would know enough ancient Sumerian to be able to resuscitate the passages that bring the evil to our bowers and dark domains well of course now while he's reading it uh, you know the wind starts blowing all the traditional evil dead things start happening in this barn where they're having this antique show and the only reason I bring it up is we cut to because I just want to establish where all our main characters are we cut to there's Kelly she's working in a bar she's still as badass as usual and she's, she's this bar's bouncer now. yeah and she sees what's happening gets on a phone and says that the, the whoever she's talking to tells the person they're right and the evil is coming back so um so there you go now we kind of know where everyone's is uh on top of this pablo he's still with ash running a taco and usb stand outside the hardware store well not just that it's fish and chips he actually repairs computer components yes and uh, sells Says, yeah. sells fish tacos. Uh, fish tacos. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Because he learned in the second season when they were in Florida how to make fish tacos. Yeah, yeah. Is what I'm assuming. And then that's when he was talking about the fish and chips on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a lawless place. I know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I just imagine every guy in Jacksonville has a Fu Manchu. And that's just like law. <laughs> you have to have one. I don't know if that's true. Let's move on. <laughs> um, Pablo starts hurting his the tattoos that he got in the second season from when the book came onto his body are still there and now they're starting to bleed. Well, they were kind of faded, but now yeah, they're bleeding. And they're yeah. bleeding and he's in pain. So we kind of know where everyone's is. Uh, Ruby shows up at the antique show. There's already been a demon there who blew through everybody because everyone's in pieces and except for the old guy who then Ruby knocks his face off to grab the book and we get our opening, Ash versus Evil Dead. So it's kind of established now where all of our main characters you know throughout this whole journey where they are uh so now more or less here uh we cut into a high school two girls are having to clean off graffiti they're obviously the troublemakers uh lights start flickering we get the you know movement thing uh the or the evil i guess the evil point of view you know the little how usually the evil dead scene where it's the camera zooming through i just say that's the, the evil shaky coming. cam yeah shaky shaky cam yeah uh mascot ends up getting possessed blood everywhere surrounding the girls they slip around the blood they fall they try to call for help so 
there you go. Just to let everyone know, now two more characters have been introduced, one of which is going to be very important. <laughs> the other one, well, not so much. <laughs> nah, it's a bad memory for, you know, trauma or whatever for the main character that's going to be introduced. Yeah. yeah. Um. While Ash is partying during the opening of his hardware store, the only way Ash can, he has like, what, uh, a four, like, margarita can thing in, the, in like, uh, one glass that he's drinking out of. And, uh, sure. Yeah. And meets a woman who's not very happy with him. Turns out it's his wife who he hooked up with in Branson years ago. And she's getting a phone call from their daughter who's in trouble and being attacked by his monster, she says. Yes. Yeah. Um, Pablo says, shows him the tattoos, say, you know, just to get him on his, you know, show him that, you know, she's telling the truth. So they go to check it out. And in the background, there's been a shady guy kind of just watching the whole thing. The flashbacks of his um, whirlwind romance with Candy Bar. Candy Bar. Yeah. Are fucking hilarious. I want to actually see like a romantic comedy with the two of them getting together. That would have been great. That would have been, yeah, I love the flashbacks. And of course, it's all in the car. And that handlebar mustache that Bruce has during yeah. that era for Ash is fucking great, too. <laughs> I love the back of the car. He's, he's wearing the wedding veil. <laughs> Or it's stuck on his head from yeah, yeah, while they're some, banging. Yeah, yeah, something. But they had a whirlwind sexual affair that ended in a, you know, quick and dirty marriage, basically. Yes. Uh, uh, at this point, Ruby, we see, she goes into a hotel room with the book. Uh, she turns it to a page where it's like uh, a page, a drawing of Ash, like, you know, as the, the chosen one. She stabs herself with a hand, smears blood, then starts all over that page, then starts eating the blood. And then we see she is impregnated by something is growing inside of her i'm not sure how this magical stuff works with the stuff with the book yeah i think they just more or less like whatever weird thing they want to do for the whatever season the book can do it they just decide that like ruby knows the spell to make that happen yeah and it's always involves a lot of blood in a lot of disgusting stuff yeah like childbirth yeah which is necronomic yeah ruby's really into like getting spawns out of the necronomicon sort of yeah yeah she's all about them babies she really she got baby fever man <laughs> evil baby fever the the biological clock was ticking i guess and she's immortal so like you think her biological clock would have ceased <laughs> yeah but apparently not yeah <laughs> uh, okay we cut to now a school uh, ash and uh, pablo and candy get to the school uh, i love this scene ash has a great time he finds a uh, he goes looking for his old joint and apparently his old stashes all over this high school which would kind of make sense but you think that when you knew you were leaving the high school you, you, you would clear out the old stash ash never would you know ash probably somewhere in his mind was like maybe i'll have to come back here someday or just plum forgot and just like wanted to get out of town i'm thinking that he probably just plum forgot that he left some of the stuff there i mean that would be ash yeah but like he, and of course so he had some really elaborate hiding places yeah. for his joints and as we said though he fails up because now look at he was able to get a joint out of this whole thing yeah the maui wow maui wow yep and so he told Pablo when the time's appropriate. Um, yeah, because I guess Pablo is the keeper of his flame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, someone, but, or he's just like, you know, hey, Pablo, we'll, we'll hit this later. We'll be a good time. Yeah, I think he was basically telling Pablo that he's going to get in on this. Pablo had a great joke about the timelines here because he's talking to Candy, who's like, well, do we trust him? And he goes, listen, I saw a lot of shit. He's always had my back, except for that one time I died. He goes, but then he went back in time and he brought me back. And then he goes, but nothing changed. Isn't that weird <laughs> so it's even yeah. like it's even like sam Ramby point you know poked a joke like yeah we don't know what the fuck's going on with the timelines either we're just trying to make a funny uh, an entertaining
entertaining show. Yeah, they do make that joke, so you got a point there. So they find the girls in the music room, and Brandy, uh, who is Candy's daughter, her friend Rachel is playing the piano, being creepy. She's a deadite. Fight ensues, and Brandy's mother is killed when Rachel throws a symbol, and it cuts off her fingertips and her head. She was aiming for Brandy. Yeah, but Pablo pushed her out of the way. Right, so Pablo saved one, but not the other. Yes. I guess Pablo's not big enough to knock two ladies out of the way. Yeah, I guess not. Or maybe the budget wasn't good enough to have Ash's wife stick around to be a thorn in his side and force him to raise his daughter. But also in this show, everyone has to lose someone. Yes, or multiple someone. Yeah. And I guess this was just Brandy's time because her best friend becomes a deadite and causes the death of her mother. Yes, and, yeah. and Pablo lost his uncle in one season. Kelly lost her parents. Ash lost his dad, his best friend. And if you count the movies, girlfriend, sister. You know, so everyone's well, lost. Well, she's in the TV show as well. So yeah. the sister comes back and yes. then torments him even more. Yeah, so there it's a deadite. So yeah, I mean, everyone has to go through some personal pain here. Yeah, pretty much anyone who comes into contact with Ash is grounds to be dead and or resurrected or both. Every you will If you hang out with Ash long enough, you will lose your family. They will all die. Uh, you will die. He will bring you back and you may die again. He might have to bring you back again or some other way it happens, but it's going to happen. More than likely, you will be possessed no less than three times. Yes. And sometimes you might even become one with the evil book. And you will also be covered in blood 98% of the times you hang out with them or some other bodily fluid. But you'll get really good at kicking the shit out of dead things. Yes, you will. You will become really good at killing things. It's going to be it's going to be fun. You're going to have a good time. <laughs> but at the same time, you're going to be miserable and hate yourself for what's happening. Yes, that too. That's too. So, But the people watching you will have a good time. I thought the scene was cool when the things like the symbol hits and she put her hands up and you see her fingers start dropping down then all the blood pouring out from like the bottom of her. I thought that was a really cool scene. They did an interesting thing with the hole in the middle of the symbol is where all the blood was coming out from yeah. that caused it sort of like a fountain and then it was creeping over the top of it and then coming out from underneath it Yes, and running down the symbol. I like that effect of it. But that's another thing. You will always be covered also in your family's blood at some point. Possibly. Yeah. I mean, almost all the time. <laughs> <laughs> the people you care about, you will have to wade knee deep in the blood of the people you care about to fight the dead. If you hang out with Ash, that, that's just, that's a matter of fact. Right. Um, so anyway, uh, he uh, fights, uh, uh, Ash fights the friend. Uh, another cool scene, he pins her beneath a harp. Uh, she just into, she like, you know, the deadite turns back, uh, deadite says he wants to kill Ash and his seed and, you know, uh, future and past seed, you know, it, no, no Ash around in none of his bloodline. Um, and then right before he jumps on this harp that slices the deadite's head, in nice little pieces, she screams for Brandy as a Rachel voice to yell. So you're kind of seeing things that the deadites have some sort of plan to make people care. And they're also forcing um, Ash to kill or cause the death of people that Brandy care about because they're trying to separate her from him. Yes. Already. Yeah. When if they wouldn't have even attacked her and just left her be, yeah. he would have never known she existed and they could have done the plan better elseways. But part of the plan is 
she has to kill him. We don't know that yet. Yeah, yeah, we don't know that yet. That's yeah. coming. But I mean, that's whole the whole thing. Yeah, I don't even think the writers in this season knew that that was part of the plan yet. They might not have. Um, <laughs> then, as they are sitting there, kind of in shock, the mascot comes back, attacks Ash. Uh, they get into a fight. I like how everybody refers to the mas- mascot by the mascot's name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got you too, or whatever. Oh, yeah, I can't yeah, yeah. It Ash, Ash, she loves it. School. So he's is like, it Coogie? Coogie, yeah, Coogie, they got you too. too. (laughs) And he and Pablo fight it, and then all of a sudden, like this, I I guess, like a grenade launcher or grenade gets launched to its mouth, and then there's Kelly and that weird dude who we saw before. They blow the shit out of the Deadite, and we find out the weird guy's name is Dalton, and he's part of the Knights of uh, Husseini. Yes, no, the Knights of Samara, who keep going down to one knee and bowing to Ash. You would think he'd be into, but he's never into it. He's kind of into it, but at the same time, it's annoying to him. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, you know, why don't you just tell me I'm awesome? Why do you have to do this other shit? Exactly. It's, it's awkward. It's weird. It takes up too much space. What a- and you notice Pablo right off the bat, the minute Dalton shows up, he's all like, who the hell is this guy? And yeah, he starts oh, puffing his chest. Oh, yeah, and he's getting puffing all, his chest big time. because Trying to get all like alpha male on the guy. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. That, I mean, of course that was going to happen. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, Brandy's unfortunately inconsolable. <laughs> when Ash is like, she's my daughter. And she goes, fuck you. <laughs> or he can't get her name right first. Yeah, she says, goes, Brandy. I'd like you to meet my daughter. And uh, then he Sandy. says, Sandy. No, uh, Mandy, Mandy or something like that. Yeah, and she goes, Mandy. Brandy, and she you goes, asshole. And yeah, then she goes, and fuck you. And he goes, we're still getting to know each other. <laughs> and that's pretty much how that episode ends. And then what, he does pull out the Maui Wowie, takes a big, and, and it should be noted, Brandy was hitting a joint earlier in the school. Rolled the same way, by the way. Yes, yeah, yes. It looked pretty much the same. Same. And so it's he goes probably up, he the goes, same art director who did it, but yeah. still. He takes a hit of the joint and offers it to his daughter and again calls her Sandy. End of episode one. Because <laughs> Sandy, do you want a hit? Way to go, Ash. <laughs> Mean fucking mother just got decapitated. And maybe he's just desensitized to it by now. Like people um, using loved ones. Possibly, but also in his mind, this may be a way to make it all better is to let her get high. Yeah, that's true. Um so episode two begins um with Ruby driving in the rain. She's in obvious pain. Whatever's inside of her is trying to get out. Looking rather preggers. Yes. Uh a couple of hitchhikers are there. Uh she almost hits them. And as they're kind of going up to the car, all of a sudden the car explodes loads of blood just all inside. Uh, the uh, guy goes to check it out and Ruby is pretty much gutted. There's a baby with the umbilical gourd still on the back. The guy picks it up. He's like, oh my God. And the baby turns demon and starts biting the guy's neck. Ruby wakes up, bites off the guy's the umbilical, cord. umbilical cord. The reason she wakes up is because the baby is pushing stuff down the umbilical cord back to her. Yes. Whatever it's eating is actually coming back to her and that forces her to wake up. Yes. They uh, make a point of showing that in the episode. They spent months Money to animate that with CG. Yeah, yeah. They, they, somebody sat Forget down. Forget about and, your timeline. We gotta see the food go in through the umbilical cord back to, Ruby. to the mother. Yeah, like they made a point of sitting down in a production meeting and designing that. Yeah, I just wanted to point that. Yeah, out. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. <laughs> I fucking love the decisions they made this season. So then we cut to Brandy's been sleeping in Ash's sister's room for the night. Yeah, and oddly it, enough. The things she drew in the cabin somehow made it back to yes eyeballs yeah with the skull in it all the stuff that she was working on it's all here yeah weird yes so the room's kind of creepy to put. 
put you know a girl who just lost her mother into and she's very clearly suffering from some post-traumatic stress in this moment too. exactly um and then here's my clip for episode two we cut to pablo and kelly getting to caught up so you take off without a word all chasing after the fight and then suddenly you're back with this clown <sighs> come on pablo you know me i don't know do i i don't know because i fucking hate clowns Hey, I needed to stay in the fight, okay? And that's all that this is about. Yeah, well, I'm not buying this, this whole princes of Samaria thing. It's nice. If they're so badass, how come we're just hearing about them right now? Because shit's about to get fucked up, more so than usual. Oh, yeah? How would he know? Dude, knights, Samaria... Dalton's ancestors were wailing on evil way back in 1400s. Which would make his great-great-whatever a really big deal. But this guy is just... glad to know that the centuries my ancestors and I spent prepping for evil's return weren't a total waste. Yeah, well, that must be a load off. Fruit Loop? I'm gluten-free. You know what? I know how we got into the kicking evil butt business, but what's in it for you? My brothers have been fighting evil much longer than you can imagine. Tell him, Dalton. Tell him what you told me. Evil's manifested in many forms over the years. The Black Death, war, famine. But it's all rooted back to the master demons we call the Dark Ones. It seemed like there was no stopping them. But then the unexpected happened. The most ruthless one of them betrayed the others and cast them from our world. In Latin, they called her Mulier Demonium Deigne, Demon Woman of Fire. My ancestors seized the opportunity to steal the source of their power, the Necronomicon Ex Mortis. A lot of good men and women gave their lives to get that book. Legend has it, one of us, a sorceress named Kaya, was seduced by the power of the Necronomicon and tried to use it. But her soul was taken and bound within the book. Only the prophesied one can abolish the Dark Ones. So my brothers and I are sworn to remain vigilant find and protect them until the foretold battle against evil. Right. Evil's back. Got it. Thanks for the scoop, Poindexter. Save the knee. Yes. A very special message received. Now look, if story time is over, can we talk about something that's really important? Time to tear evil a new one, Hefe? No, it's this whole dad thing. Here I am kicking evil in the nards, and what do I get out of it? A daughter that treats me like dryer lint. How was I supposed to know that all that crazy sex could lead to a kid? Yeah, funny how that works. You know what, let's just hope you didn't leave any more little brandies out there. And that's when Ash cuts to an awesome image of Brandy with a ton of kids going, Hi, Dad. And racially, he's uh, kind of cool, man, because uh, he's got a mix of different kids. Yeah. That look like kind of like him with various, like, like there's like Asian, black, yeah. uh, I think I mean, Ash is it, Hispanics. Ash isn't a racist or discriminatory. Yeah, he is, just not in what he puts his dick in. Okay, now that's right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, he has racist tendencies, but when it comes to sex, he's willing to do anything. Yeah, well, he's like your typical boomer in that way. Yes, this is very true. Oh, that's a racial slur now. I'm not supposed oh, to yeah, say Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because they've had it so fucking rough. Okay, boomer. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Uh, <laughs> we, just, we just lost the one boomer that listened to us. The one boomer us. we had? Yeah. Fuck, sorry, man. <laughs> and you know it's a dude, too. Yeah, of course it's a dude. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, uh, Brandy uh, reports that uh, or Ash had told Brandy that her high school guidance counselor, Miss 
Privet had tried to contact her on her phone, and Brandy really wants to go to school now to see her. Miss Privet is apparently a close confidant to Brandy. I don't know any kid who actually gives a fuck about their guidance counselor in that way. Nope, me neither. But I'd understand, I guess, if Miss Privet somehow reached out to Brandy. Yeah, it took a special interest in her. Sure. Yeah. I've had guidance counselors that have taken a special interest in me, but only because they thought I was a, you know, risk of some sort. Yeah, no one ever took a special interest in me. Uh <laughs> That's because you're special yeah. <laughs> and not of interest. So anyway, uh, Ash drives her to school, tries to comfort her in his Ash way, and of course fails miserably. Basically making everything worse because that's what Ash does. Yes. Um, there's a vigil at the school, and but cops are about, and so Ash is going to lay low and tells Brandy, you know, we don't really tell cops things that we do or see, in which Brandy still doesn't really know what she saw. Right. I see a lot of that, and, and uh, that she doesn't doesn't really know what she saw so you know you live through that but you don't know what exactly happened well i mean at the last minute her friend turned back to normal so to speak and the first time you see that happen with a deadite you tend to believe that they're okay now yeah i mean even ash fell for that a couple times uh yep so brandy gets into school goes into her counselor's office and it's fucking ruby ruby's posing as the high school guidance counselor brandy tells ruby all about what happened and about ash being her father um, and here's so. where the plan changes, I think, because when Ruby finds out that Ash is actually her father, Ruby concocts her plan. But we know from later on, Ruby already knew that Brandy was Ash's daughter. But then the Much Deadites were trying to kill Brandy the entire time. It, but remember, Ruby and the Deadites don't exactly mutually work together. The Deadites consider Ruby to be a traitor. Because she is. Yes. She's the reason they're all trapped in that so, formless void. While thing. maybe Brandy... Well, maybe Ruby also wants Brandy dead, but she needs Brandy to do stuff first. The Deadites don't care. They just want to kill Ash, and they want to kill the Chosen One and anybody else who his powers could go to. Okay, I guess that makes sense, but then again, some of the Deadites end up working for her anyway. Yes, I, maybe some will decide to help her out, you know. It, it's <laughs> Again, it's another one of those things when the producers and the writers of the show, need it. when they <laughs> need it, they yeah. work with Ruby. Otherwise, they work against Ruby. Yes. Um, we cut to Pablo. He's working on sharpening his axe. He hears his name, and he starts feeling pain again. He hears some whispering his name, and he sees this mass laying on the bed, uh, and he goes to check it out, and it leaps up, and it's a naked woman wearing this mask. With no nipples. No nipples. Or there's nipples, but there's like, they're tiny and there's things attached to them. Mm, I don't, I don't, I didn't really see any and I was mm. really looking. <laughs> see, I was really looking too and I thought I saw nipples, but they were just, they were very much pierced and had chains all attached to them. I didn't see that. All right. Well, we'll have to I look at that again. I would have loved to have seen that. Well, I would, watch I would it have ag- really loved to have seen that. You have a reason to watch it again. That and I bought it, so. Oh, well, yeah. Um, so she tells him that, uh, his uncle's magic is the only thing that can save him. Uh, at this point, Kelly walks in. Of course, everything disappears. Um, Dalton sees the tattoos, and he pretty much tells Kelly that Pablo will try to kill them. He's going to be evil. That's just, that's what those tattoos mean. Uh, that's what those symbols mean, as he's been touched by darkness. So that causes some problems between Kelly and Dalton as well. Yeah, because, you know, Kelly doesn't want to hear him talking bad about her ex when he's a possible future boy yeah, toy. 
Exactly. Um, we cut to um, then Ruby feeling, and this is important, feeling Brandy's head in that maybe, you know, does she really know Ash? Ash could be a killer. You know, he has done a lot of horrible things. So, Typical Seeds of Doubt stuff. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, good scene here. Ash goes to a sperm bank because he wants to find out if he does have any other kids. And then he's looking at a porn bag while he's waiting for, you know, to see if there's any information. And he decides to make a deposit anyway. Uh, this stuff is probably the same thing as the head up the asshole in the morgue scene. This is very much it. It's but the it was closest kind of, thing to that, like, gross out moment of yeah. bodily fluid horror. This was kind of cool, though, where the magazine girl starts talking to Ash while he's trying to get the work done. And, and that attacks him. So just an arm coming out of a magazine. Yeah, and I like the thing. She calls him, like, an objectifying motherfucker. Yeah, she goes, or, you objectifying motherfucker, right before he locks her in a, yeah. in a case. But, yeah, another she, Deadite shoots semen at him. Like, it's almost like a web slinger. Like, it's reminded me of Spider-Man. But just using the vials. Like, somehow yeah. just, like, tilting the vials and whipping them in such a way that... Oh, probably has strength behind it, so... Right, but either way, it, yeah. it sends a ropey jet of jism across the room. Yep. But Flash. Ash is, of course, able to, you know, defeat them. And he also ducks just about every shot there. Yeah. The only thing he doesn't miss is when the magazine grabs his crotch when he's not looking. Right after the magazine drags itself through the ropey yeah. jets of jism on the floor. Yes, yes. And yeah, and it's holding onto his crotch really hard. And like squeezing <laughs> like he's trying it. to destroy his balls to yeah. destroy his future seed. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, there's a lot of slipping of the semen. It's the same kind of gross out stuff. It's I funny. Did, I did love the freezing the one dead-eyed doctor's face and then smashing it. Yes. And then having the blood spurt out. That was really cool. That was cool. But this was pretty much like it's a rehash of the battle that he did with the intestines in, in that the, In the morgue. Yeah, but instead of slipping on blood, he's slipping on semen. And there's a couple of scenes where he almost falls face first into a puddle of a bunch of different mixed up. Yeah. <laughs> and he catches himself just in time. Yep. Yeah. And I thought it would have been funnier if the deadite would have put their foot on the back of his head and pushed his head down oh, into yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would have like, been where he's like almost drowning in it because that would have been like major gross out moment. It, it would have been great if after the whole thing was over and he kills and he gets away from not getting any semen on him. He goes, well, that's done. Turns around, knocks into a shelf and falls down. And, and it he, all dumps and on it him. All, dumps, all the semen dumps on him anyway. That would have been hilarious. That yeah. would have been a good one. Just he, or, he, he just, or he just turns and hits the tray with his chainsaw. Yeah, and it, yeah. Or and it, just, and yeah. it sprays or, all or over him or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It just would have been, you know. That would have been a nice coda. You're right. That's a good idea. And that's an Ash thing. That's a total Ash thing that would happen to him. Yeah. Um. Uh, Kelly and Pablo talk about his tats. She wants to make sure that he isn't evil. Um. Ash comes back and uh, he tells everyone how evil is after his offspring. And he's got a fucking semen stain on the front of his pants. In the shape of the lady's hand from yep. the magazine. Yep. Yep. <laughs> which is a good payoff to her dragging herself through there with all the goopy goo. Which, yes. By the way, their special effects for it didn't really look like what it actually looks like. No, no, yeah. They made it a little too um, stringy and uh, stretchy. and Well, they made it look like Spider-Man's webbing. Kind of, yeah. 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 Only a little more liquidy. Yeah. Um, we end it. Ruby comes home. Uh, that lady hitchhiker's handcuffed to his sink. Um, we see the baby that was born from the book. Um, he'll 
actually get Ash's powers as long as there is no Ash or Brandy. Um, and then she feeds the baby some more of the dead dude who, you know, was already killed. And that's the end of episode two. So is Ruby's plan to make her own um, prophesized one to battle the dark ones for her? Yes. So that she can have the ultimate power? Exactly. Okay. I mean, that's, yeah, at the end of the day, that's what she's looking for. Right. And I'm guessing the dark ones think that she's going to do that with the daughter, which is why they're after the daughter. Well, yeah, I think the dark ones just know no matter what, even if they get Ash, now that there's a daughter, they have to get her too, because his powers will go to her. It will go in line of, you know, to the oldest child. So he's got to kill them too. Yeah. Yeah, the 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 Ruby wants Ash dead and then Brady dead so that her child, who will be loyal to her, will be the chosen one who can then go do the chosen one thing, killing the ancient ones. The ancient ones just want them all dead because they don't want to die because they know the chosen one and his bloodlines are the ones who can do it. Well, they don't necessarily die. They just will be defeated and yeah. then it starts the cycle anew. Or yeah, and the, or they just will get you know banished again and they can't you know live on Earth and all that kind of stuff. Right, till the plot lines and or money run out yes exactly um so we start up episode three uh with again um so uh ash is at the uh, candy's funeral uh brandy is telling him that she wants to live with her guidance counselor and but she also wants to give ash another chance so that she will stay with him um then during the talk the funeral director just innocently states that candy's head was reattached to its body so that causes you know some concern for Ash because she might become a deadite. Yeah, she was killed by a deadite, which means she could come back as a deadite. If the head's intact. Yeah, because if they're not buried separately. As long as the head is no longer part of the body, they, they kind of went way zombie in this in this particular series. Yeah, because his, his girlfriend didn't have a head in most of stuff and, and she came lived. back. Yeah. yeah. So, but now apparently as long as the head's removed or destroyed, a deadite is done. Or they just wanted to make an excuse for all the stuff that's about to happen. Yes. Um, that could be too. Uh, Ash goes to pay his respects separately. He pokes her a couple times because he just wants to make sure. He should have been trying to like look under her dress to check out her boobs again. Yeah, or something, something like, yeah. oh, I'm going to miss those. Uh, <laughs> and as he leaves, he hears a sound, turns around, casket's empty. As he checks it out, he is pulled into the casket, casket closed, and there is a dead eye candy in there. She again starts grabbing at his nuts, trying to you know, destroy the future offspring, and then slips a finger right into his butthole. I thought she was going to like munch it off because she was yeah. pretending like she was going to give him oral with the finger in the butthole. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just to make a finger in the butt joke. Maybe. Yeah. You notice she didn't even lick her finger first? No, I mean, that was really rude. But she is a deadite. I mean, it's not like they're, you know, concerned. Well, also, there's probably not a lot of moisture left in the dead body. That's right. One of the things that I learned, first of all, is that you need to make sure that you lube up before. Why, why do you know that? Uh, no particular reason. Okay. I mean, I'm just saying. Save sex odd, with a dead thing. That seems like an oddly specific thing to know. Save sex with a dead thing. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, well, your fluids, you know, go away when you're not creating more. Yeah. So anyway, uh, he is able to kill her again, but then it gets knocked out and locked in the casket. Well, she does this thing where she pushes her tongue through the photo frame that was supposed to be yeah, her memorial she, photo. Yeah. And then he uses what's left of the frame to sever her head by cutting all of the stitches. Yeah. That any mortician would wax over and make look better. Yeah. Oh, small town mortician. Maybe he's not that good at his job. I just, I don't know. They just, they just left it that way just because <laughs> it's this show. 
So anyway, fine. he's knocked out. He's locked in the casket. Well, anyway, it's time for the funeral to start, and Brandy doesn't know where Ash is, so she begins and reads a very touching kind of speech, and then Ash is able to get out of the casket. He falls out. With the corpse on top of corpse him. Corpse on top of him. Head falls out. Everyone's fucking horrified. And it looks like he was in there fucking a corpse. Yeah, yeah. And he said everyone grieves in their own way, so... Just leave him alone. They sex with a dead thing. And after all that's over, Ruby presents herself saying that she, you know, can hope they can do what's best for Brandy. He gets all freaked out by that. And you can see Ruby cracking a smile when yeah. Brandy's not looking at the things that Ash is saying. Yes. With that whole devious thing, just to kind of sell the point home that he's not crazy. And Brandy is pretty much done, says she just wants to stay with Ruby. And she leaves. And then Ruby threatens Ash by saying, you know, you can't really do anything to me and i would hate for anything to happen to your daughter so she is already now threatening ash with brandy so yeah she's using the threat of something bad happening to brandy to keep ash from doing anything hasty yes so to speak uh after everyone leaves pablo and kelly and dalton show up um ash informs them about ruby and then pablo has another naked lady vision and that's this episode's clip i think there's a dress code you must listen to the brujo You are in danger from the demon woman. To protect you, he wants to give you something. The Kondarian dagger? It is close to where it was lost. You must go there. It is the key to your salvation. Got it. Hey, uh, by the way, you got a name? Maybe we could uh, grab a coffee sometime or meet up, you know, like at a clothing store. Find it. You must accept your destiny. Cool. This demon, Ruby, she's the dark one. We need to kill her now. You want to do that? You need a Kandarian dagger. Guys, I think it's still there. The dagger. I think it's at the place the cabin went down. How would you know? Because a naked lady told me. There's only one way to find out. Road, Road trip. trip. Copy that. But you three are going to have to go solo this time. What? What are you going to do? I'm going to try and talk some sense into my seriously hormonal daughter. Good luck with that. And those three go and start digging at the cabin site. Yeah, so where they buried it in the last season, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brandy gets back to Ash's place to get her stuff, but she also has to wait there for Ruby to come back to get her. So she just kind of hangs out and Ash's sister's room listens to like a mixtape made and starts kind of hanging out. Uh, We then cut to Ruby. She performs a ritual at a grave site and then we see a hand come out of the grave. Um, uh, We see whatever this dead thing was comes into the house gets into the shower uh brandy can hear it and the door opens and then we cut to ash getting home and it's brock his dead father is back yeah because you know we paid lee majors and god damn it we're gonna use him yep yeah and he seems to be hitting it off uh with uh brandy but of course ash knows that this is a deadite not his actual father so um, which is a pretty underhanded and rotten trick for ruby to pull well ruby's a fucking 
fucking bitch. So, I mean, <laughs> evil would have sufficed in that, but okay. Unless she's a bitch, too. She's mean <laughs> about it. You could be evil and be a little bit more polite. Uh, <laughs> okay. I don't think that's how evil works, but How okay. dare you? You can't tell me how evil works. I think I'm more than qualified to tell you how evil works. <laughs> uh, we are ba- uh, back at the cabin site. Uh, Pablo hears growling, uh, but they find the dagger and the evil attacks again. The shaky camera. At one point, it picks up Dalton and pales him onto a tree. Kelly finds him, and he says it was Pablo. And then he wants Kelly to give him the dagger, and then he turns into a deadite, of course. Um, Pablo, Pablo runs him down with the truck, and when Kelly shows up, Dalton and Pablo are both missing. So she gets in the truck and takes off. Uh, back at the house, Brock and Ash have a fight. Uh, Brock accidentally knocks out Brandy, so she doesn't get to see any of this because he was trying to knock out Ash. Yeah, he threw a can at him, yep. right? And then that hit Brandy in the head. Yes. And then as the fight is ensuing, she comes to and Ash kicks her in the head as he trips over her. Yes. And then she turns a corner. She's a little looped up, but she sees just a time for uh, uh, Ash to gut his deadite father with the chainsaw, spraying blood all over Brandy and fucking up her head even more. And because Ruby is the one that sent this one, he is under her sway yeah. and only attacked Ash. And this whole entire plan was to make Ash once again kill someone that Brandy became linked to or had a bond with so that she will not trust him. Yep. And at the end, uh, Brandy tells Ash that she wishes he was the one who was dead. And that's the end of episode three. Uh, Episode four starts with the dismemberment of uh, Brock. And we also see that um, his hand uh, or Ash's hand starts to malfunction a bit where it starts gripping and it won't ungrip. Yeah, there was some kind of a he crushes the beer can with it and he says something about goddamn Pablo with his spare parts. But I think it actually happened in the fight with his dad. And also something happened that caused that and you know ash isn't keeping up with daily maintenance on that thing it's been around for a while i don't think that's the case because he's very cautious with all of his hands <laughs> um i didn't even mean that to be a joke like yeah that. i know it just sounded funny though <laughs> I know. um then the the ghost of brock shows up and he says because you know his grave was disturbed he was sent back so it's an actual the actual brock and he wants to have a heart to heart with ash and he tells him he needs to show him something it's also because they paid for lee majors and goddamn he needs to be in this season. He, yeah, he's. He, they're gonna get Lee Majors, motherfucker. Um, Kelly shows up and finds uh, a very the very bloody scene. Um, and she convinces Brandy to come with her. Uh, and they get into a truck. And Deadite Pablo flies right through the windshield. It bites Kelly on the leg. Uh, they're able to get away, and they are able to get into Ash's trailer and secure the door. And he can't get through the windows because Ash ponied up for that piece of shit apparently and bought bulletproof windows yeah he brought bulletproof glass for all of the windows i think somewhere between season two and season three i mean you know his trailer was getting marked up a lot so right but he didn't upgrade any of the steel or reinforce any of that so no enough hard bangs and you're gonna get through that it's yes. a, it's an old school airstream for fuck's sake so they gotta figure something out um brock shows ash a vision of a knight uh with the missing necronomicon pages and he's trying to look for ash and this is supposed to supposedly was like two three years ago and it was at some point in time before his 
his father was either ran over by the car and or drowned. Yes. It's not very clear because they keep fucking with the timeline. But the shop's open. And Brock says he will not, you know, while he, he may not, you know, agree with his son and anything, he's not going to sick another crazy person on his son who's dealt enough with that in his life. The guy, he's going downstairs to put some things away in the cellar. And that's what Ash is like, this place has a cellar? And the, when the guy blocks the doorway uh, and says he won't leave until, you know, he tells him where Ash is, uh, Brock proceeds to kick him in the nuts. He delivers some kind of a line about it that was actually pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. And then the guy falls down and they both look at you and Ash is like, oh, I think that guy's dead. <laughs> yeah, he rolls all the way down the stairs and they both make the same noise when the guy hits at the yeah. bottom and goes, yep. I think that guy's dead pretty much at the same time that his father says it too. Yes. It's basically Ash walks in and looks at the, the flashback and that was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, we flashback the camper and Kelly gives Brandy, because who's kind of just been whining about Ash being stuck in here and attacked by Pablo, kind of gives her some real talk about kind of her life and her experiences with Ash and all that kind of shit. So that kind of makes Brandy start thinking a little bit differently. She more or less says, everyone around you is going to die. Deal with it. Yeah, pretty much. Like, happened to my parents. This is life. Pablo lost his uncle. Your your father lost all of these other people. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Everyone around you is going to die. Get used to it. Welcome to the shit show. It's pretty much what she's given her a a, a Heidi do about. Evil's real and it's out to get you. There's nothing you can do about it. Nut up or shut up. And yeah, we... uh, Exactly. And we find out, we cut back to uh, Brock and Ash, and we find out in this vision, Brock sealed the cellar, left the store that day, and that was the day he never went back. That yeah. was his retirement That's day. That's how he got started with retirement. He, he yeah. thought he thought he killed a man, so he sealed the cellar, closed the shop, and just never went back. <laughs> but I guess still owned the building and didn't want to deal with it until yeah. after his death. Yes, exactly. Right. So he just left it there to rot. When he talks to his own son about doing things the coward's way and just running away from his trouble, and he always yeah. gives him shit about it yeah what does he do that's what brock did literally the same thing that's the williams family man (laughs) do as they say not as they do apparently yeah or it's just that's how fathers work listen i'm not here to tell you you're right but yeah anyway I don't, I don't, I wish I could fight you and I can't, I don't have anything, maybe not good fathers. Like, like I'm not a good dad. So that's okay. Yeah. You show me a good father and I'll show you a father that's never dealt with a child. Oh, wow. Damn. Well, that makes me feel a little bit better than I'm not the only one fucking up a whole nother generation. So uh, that's literally a father's only job. It's just to fuck up their kids. Just to put as much fucking neuroses in a child as they possibly can before. they leave is the it house. like the mother's job to fix it a little bit so at least there's somewhat of a normal human being you would think so but they nurture it and make it worse oh. <laughs> you all right over there buddy i'm fucking fine are you <laughs> Do the notes. Okay. <laughs> you want to go throw the ball around later? That's never going to make me feel better. Uh, what, what, another tattoo? Are you going to pay for this one? <laughs> no. I just was asking, though, if you want another I'm one. I'm still trying to get them covered under my health insurance <laughs> as therapy sessions. <laughs> this is therapy. Um, so Ash goes to check this out, and the guy's body is not where it was lying before. They investigate, and they find the, the corpse now, and he apparently had lived and he had tried to survive down there on uh, cans of spam that yeah he said it was his NORAD stash yeah, like was he was nor- going to try and survive or, or ride out the Holocaust in the bottom of the store yeah which is why he had dug out that area that was underneath yeah. the street or something exactly and the guy guy ate his NORAD stash and even Ash was like
like, you asshole, you locked him down here and left him to die? He's just trying to survive. When Ash thinks you're an asshole for doing something, <laughs> you're, you're, big, you're a real asshole. You're a real asshole. What I don't understand is why the guy couldn't bust down the door when the screws weren't even that solid on the maybe thing that covered weak, up the maybe door. Maybe he was too weak. Ash, I don't know. Maybe he was injured and he just crawled over there and had just enough energy to do the things he needed yeah, to do. Yeah, because he not only did survive in the spam, he decorated the wall with a ton of Necronomicon symbols. So he, he actually prepped this area. I think he found he may have actually stumbled into something at being in the night. Yeah. You know, because that's how this kind of stuff works. You accidentally fall into the right Yeah, you kind of accidentally fall into the right area at the right time. Yeah. And so he found this specified special area by accident, or did he create it by using those pages in that sigil? I think he used the pages and you it, think it, he made it? Yeah, he found a blank wall and just painted that shit on there. Okay, so let's but I think let's, I we'll, think we'll go with between you and yeah. I, we think he made the rift there. Yes, yeah. yes. He okay. made the rift. I think, but I think he also knew this was the right spot to do it in. Somehow he realized this was the place to have the rift be. So it's Chinese menu. It's a little column A, a little yeah. column B. It, the barrier was weak here, so he decided to start the sigils and get the ball rolling because that was his destiny to die of starvation yes. in this basement. But to get the because rift Brock going. Williams is an asshole. That will help the jefe. Right. That's how he sacrifices his life, to yes. die of starvation because Brock Williams is an asshole. Yeah, exactly, yes. Um, as they go up to the wall, Ash actually can see Brandy's friend Rachel screaming on the wall, like in this in the center of the symbol. It almost like he can see into another dimension. Um, he then gets attacked by branches, and he's able to fight them off. Um, uh, it was like Roots from the Sewer. It was yeah. really cool stuff. It, it was a cool scene. Yeah. And when he's finally, it, it was really cool because he has his chainsaw on, but they found a way to neutralize him, but then, so he couldn't like rev it up to start it. But then he finds a nail up on the rafters and hooks it in there, and then he's able to pull, and that starts. And so that was actually a cool way to for him to be able to start up the chainsaw. Yeah, they did some really interesting stuff this season where the deadites are learning how to try and incapacitate him from his tools. Yeah. But he also finds a way to still make those tools work. Because he fails upward. Ash is bad at everything but killing deadites. It's easier to say that he's a deadite slaying savant. Yes, there you go. Because he's literally horrible at everything Everything else. Everything else he so sucks we, at. Let's let's simplify it. He sucks at everything but deadite slaying, so he's a deadite, deadite slaying savant. Yes. Ash mentions something about Miss Privets, and Brock recognizes that name, saying, oh, I played I bowled with her, and she he goes. He was she was a lovely old broad. So she must. He so that's what Ash really is older. Finds out from his father where you know she lives, so he knows where to go to find Ruby. At this point, Brock then says his time's up, and he kind of dissipates away. AKA the checks stop clearing yeah. from the producers. So, no more Lee Majors in your show. That's right. Um, and then we for this episode, Ruby has a vision with the book. And that's our clip for this episode. Ruby, Kyle, is that you? The portal to the netherworld has been established. It's only a matter of time before the Dark Ones will break free. Well, we gotta find it and destroy it before they have a chance to escape. The Knights must be the ones responsible for the rift. Those numbskulls are still around? One of them has made contact with the prophesied one. The prophecy's begun. How can I find this knight? Where was the book first unleashed in these times? The cabin. Let me help you. If the Dark Ones learn I've been talking to you, they will swallow my soul. You owe me this. Free me, and I'll stand with you again. I'll free you when I find a suitable host. 
And once the prophesied one is killed at the hands of his own offspring, we'll have so much power the dark ones won't be able to stop us. Cut back into the um, camper, and in a cool scene, Pablo's mouth starts coming out of Kelly's leg wound. Yeah, at first they hear some mumbled talking yeah, as though like, he's gagged. How is he inside? You know, that, that's what they're like. How'd he get in? They're trying to figure it out, and then Kelly realizes it's her leg when she pulls the wrap off. It's actually pretty gross. The mouth and part of the mustache of what would be Pablo talking on Kelly's leg. It's pretty gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's disgusting, so it's awesome. Uh, we cut uh, <laughs> Ruby... Uh, comes uh, back to the cabin area. She uh, finds Dalton and actually removes the, pushes the evil away from him so it's just Dalton. And she tries to question him. Uh, he's able to get away, pulls out a gun, and blows his own head off so she can't get any information from him. Yeah, after talking some shit and trying to be all strong and everything, then he decides to shoot himself Yeah, so that, you know, she can't force the deadite to talk. Yeah. Uh, Ash uh, is at Ruby's place. He hears singing, and he finds that the woman is singing to keep the baby asleep. He sees that the baby's sucking on the thumb of the hitchhiker guy. Well, he's like, it's a kid sucking his thumb, yeah. and she tells him it's not his thumb. And he goes, oh, that, that's a choking hazard. <laughs> and uh, they uh, they are uh, when while trying to get her out, his hand once again gets stuck on the sink. They made a loud noise, and all of a sudden the kid starts running around, and that's the end of that episode. Alright, episode five opens up where we left off. Uh, we see the kid is just a mini ash even growing a demon chainsaw hand yeah that looks like it's made out of teeth and stuff yeah. like that it's kind of neat yeah kind of wish you would have kept it yeah me too uh spoiler I, I, alert for a future episode yeah right uh ash uh wants to keep the kid alive so he can show it to brandy and show him that she, he's not crazy that this ruby is really bad um they both are having to carry around the sink but they go and hide uh ash finds some rope and he wants to tie him up uh back of the rb uh pablo is able to bust in and Brandy is able to grab the dagger and actually uh, stabs him with it and he kind of passes out and he ends up in a different plane of existence with his uncle and the woman uh, with the the mask uh, and his wound is starting to grow black on his actual being so um, yeah so he's dead because the dagger stabbed him but he ended up in a realm that his uncle created that he's hiding from the ancient ones and all the deadites and all that other stuff yeah it's all protected much like his property his property on earth the deadites couldn't get onto yeah so he created this like otherworldly realm for himself and this other bruja naked lady who matt swears had pierced nipples and lots of chains coming off well at least one rope was attached to him i couldn't see shit you weren't looking no i was really looking <laughs> uh this is the point where ash we cut back to ash he finds out in ruby's office she has been watching him for decades there's pictures of him meeting candy in the car with candy getting married to candy so uh ash has been followed by her and then the woman knocks him out uh pablo we come back to pablo he's dying but his uncle can save him uh we come back sort to, of sort of but he's gonna have to have two he, planes and he has an opportunity to become the special brew yeah bruja el special <laughs> bruja el special yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait wait isn't that a beer i love that yeah. this intense scene of then pablo hey, isn't that a 
a beard? <laughs> the woman is uh, who's with Ash uh, was uh, killed by the kid, and Ash wakes up and starts struggling with the kid, trying to you know contain him. He like cut off her head and ate it, right? The kid did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pablo is uh, now we cut back with Pablo with his uncle, and that it will be this episode's clip. Turn away from your ancestors, Pablito. You left yourself vulnerable to evil. Now you must prove yourself worthy before you can exert control over this darkness. Um, yeah, how bad is this going to get? Do you remember the ritual legends I used to tell you? Two basins full of blood of darkness. And one holds the blood of our people. You have to mix your own blood with the correct bowl. You choose darkness, and evil will consume you. Choose wisely, and I become a brujo like you. Even stronger. You will accomplish what none have before. You will have span between two realms, one foot in the underworld, the other on the earthly plan. You, Pablo, will become El Brujo Especial. Wait, isn't that the name of a beer? Are you ready, Pablito? Buena buena medicina. Buena buena luz divina. ready to become who I was born to be. We cut back to Ash. Uh, th- this is pretty cool. The kid crawls inside the decapitated woman through her vagina. And then his and head... you find that cool. It's fucking was really cool the way they did. You don't? I'm just asking. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was cool. What about that specifically did you find cool? Because it was gross as shit. Okay, so you found it very disgusting. Yeah. And therefore cool. Yeah. All right. I guess my work's done. <laughs> I was going to say, who am I fucking talking to right now? I'm not disagreeing with you. Uh, and then I just needed clarification. The baby's head pops through the open neck, and the baby starts using the woman's body to attack Ash. I'm not sure how he can puppeteer her while inside the body like that. Doesn't fucking matter. It's just gross and hilarious. Yes. Uh, we get to Pablo, back to Pablo during this whole ritual is starting to get really cut up, but it's because they need his blood. So what's he supposed to do here? Does he take one bowl or all bowls or the no only, bowls? Only or, one bowl. Or what? Just one bowl. Does he have to say Platu Varat? the Nikto? No, luckily he does not. If he did, he might actually do it right, unlike some people we know. <laughs> I know. Go ahead. He may not have said every little letter, alright? <laughs> every single tiny little syllable, no, but basically he'd say them, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, they're fighting, but then Ash does this. He grabs, because the old lady was a bowling champion, grabs one bully ball, stuffs it into the neck. Oh, we gotta talk about this. During the fight, the baby comes out of both orifices. Yes. He crawls back inside the body so Ash can't hit him and yeah. uses the body's defense and then ends up flipping over and having the body walk on its hands while he stands out of, of the, the vagina area yeah. and has the legs kicking at Ash and beating the shit out of him. This is a really great sequence. It really is awesome. Yeah. It, this is a, probably the highlight of the season for me. Like this and the sperm bank stuff is yeah. awesome. <laughs> so and, fucking gross. Oh, it's, it's just disgusting. So Ash uses, Even Ash comments. He's like, that's not right when the baby comes <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, that's... Uh, don't go in there. <laughs> 
no, when the baby pops his head yeah. out and he like it's just standing right. there, he's like, that's just not even right. Yeah. Well, Ash uses one bully ball and plugs it into the neck and then jams the woman's body down on another bully ball so that she's all blocked up and the baby can't get out. Yeah, he corked her at both ends. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then throws it in the back of his trunk so, you know, so he has the baby with him. Uh, Pablo figures out which blood to choose and his body goes back to normal and he is alive. And in a big scene, Kelly actually kisses him. He's very happy because she thought he was dead. And he- also, he really liked being kissed by Kelly, too. Yes. And this is like their first kiss, which is why they make it such a big moment. Yeah. They even blare music over it. Exactly. The whole the thing. spinny all around shot of it. He says Michael Bay the fuck out of it. Yeah. And then he stops and says that Ash is in great danger and he has to leave to go help him. Brandy goes, says she's going to go uh, find Ash and he's going to go to the hardware store. Um, and Kelly tells her to stay away from Ruby because, you know, she is evil. Um, Brandy does find Ash, as does Ruby. And also a cop shows up. Ash thinks this is good, says he's going to show everybody what he's talking about, kicks open his trunk, and all that's in there is a bloody looking regular baby. That's not good for Ash. Well, and it's also hiding its chainsaw deformed hand. Yes. And, and it talks. It says something like, he hurt me yeah, or something he hurt like me. that. And as everything is going and, and, and Ruby's even telling the cops she'll take Brandy in with her and because she's pretty much sure Brandy won't want to be there. Brandy hops in the car, tells her, tells Ash to get in and they both escape and that's the end of episode five. Okay, we're at the halfway point, kids. Yeah. Woohoo! Uh, episode six starts. Uh, the baby is now gestating, it seems, and uh, Ruby is watching it. It's pod personing. Yes. It's like a gremlin's cocoon on the edge of the crib. Like uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers over here. Kind of, yeah. It looks more like gremlins. Gremlins, um, maybe that, um, uh, no, gremlins is fine. Uh, looks an awful lot it. like the cocoons from gremlins yeah. because of the way that it's all stuck to everything and kind of mucusy, dried, crusty, weird shit. Yes. Uh, Kelly um, shows up at Ruby's place and shoots her and then blows a hole into her head. Ruby's crawling around around and heals up and looks like they're getting ready to rumble pretty sure after the first blow to the head with a shotgun kelly was already rumbling yeah well, that's true um i guess how about, ruby's getting ready to rumble now <laughs> yeah at some point ruby's gonna get really really tired of having holes blown in her yeah because yeah. it's not like it's gonna kill her no but it definitely hurts so you, you know, get annoyed probably by that does it hurt or is it just a minor inconvenience and destruction of some of her favorite outfits? Uh, i think it still hurts i think she can still feel pain so that probably annoys her the most but i'm willing to bet the pain is secondary to the destruction of her favorite outfits okay i would get really pissed if my clothes kept getting destroyed well yeah that's like most of what savage dragon complains about yeah (laughs) there's a comics reference that like one person will get jason gray will get that when he listens to this there you go uh ash and brandy get home and she still doesn't know if ruby's actually evil or not but she goes to take a shower and while she's there more knights show up and they state they can help end the evil so Ash decides to take them to the wall in the hardware store cellar. Um, Kelly uh, is just getting her ass kicked by Ruby now. And Ruby does it sick by stomping on her ankle and breaks her ankle. And you're just like, ow. Yeah, this fight was hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. See, you're not wrong. I, I won't even like that's that. You know, the fight was hot. And the ankle breaking thing was just the nice coda to all of that. <laughs> but Kelly also has a grenade. She throws that and it explodes. Also hot. Yes. Um, Ash takes the Ash eventually gets the knights to 
the cellar, and that's this episode's clip. We've all sworn to protect you. It's our sacred duty. Uh, yeah, well, that's very flattering, but this Kimasabi already has a Tonto. <laughs> hey, let's get back to the part about getting rid of evil. The dark one that betrayed the other. got her name now. She's called Ruby. Ruby? Mm-hmm. I guess Succubus was taken. Ruby used a necromancer named Kaya to exile the other dark ones. Look, if they get free, they'll start a war that'll destroy mankind. But... You guys are here to stop that, right? Our mission has been to find the prophesied one. Mission accomplished, baby. It's said that he will have the Necronomicon explored us and... <coughs> and only together can evil be banished from this world forever. Mm. <clears throat> About that, um, hypothetically, um, what if... What if I didn't have the book? You don't have the book? I said hypothetically. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> okay, it's true. I don't have it. Ruby does. I mean, the end of days is, is upon us. There's still a chance. Look, hopefully whatever Gary left in the cellar will take us to the Deadlands. Doesn't sound like a very happy place. No, well, it's not. It's where the Dark Ones have been imprisoned. Man, you guys are such a buzzkill. Let's get wasted. So he's smoking a joint he's while smoking he's a joint while driving. And chugging a beer, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, in his words later on in the season, he can't go into any of this with a clear head or else he'll die. Well, um, for one battle, for sure. The bigger the battle, the more he needs to go in with a, you know. <laughs> he needs a spinach. <laughs> sure. I think they just wanted to show him as even more chemically dependent because they wanted to celebrate, you know, legal weed yeah. in various parts of the world. Uh, Pablo. Uh, we cut to Pablo going through his uncle's stuff and he finds the naked lady's mask. Um, Brandy then finds Pablo and he has a vision of Ash being in trouble at the hardware store. And he tells Brandy to stay there and he's going to go uh, find Ash. Uh, they are in the cellar. Uh, everyone's in the cellar with Ash and the wall in the what, what is written on the wall is some, something that can open up the rift so that Ash can lead them into the eternal war. Uh Apollo shows up, he sees the wall, and he's like, holy shit, he kind of knows what's going on. Um, we cut back to Ruby, and she is pulling herself together, literally. She's literally pulling her limbs together uh, to you know, get it back, and Kelly still wants to fight. Though so uh, she's got a broken ankle, and the weapon is still with Ruby, even though she's been exploded. Yes, yes, the daggers. Ruby has the dagger that Kelly brought to her. Um, Pablo interacts with the wall, and he actually opens up the rift. Uh, the knights decide, everyone decides to send one of the knights in to check it out to make sure they're not going in blind. He gets pulled in and then pushed right back out. We go back to Kelly and Ruby fighting more, and while fighting, Kelly is unfortunately killed by Ruby using the dagger. And Ruby even says, I hated you least of all. Kelly ends up falling on the dagger. So yeah. it's, it's almost like Ruby's like, look, I don't want to kill you, but you're being a real major pain in my ass. Yeah, I'm going to have to here in a second. Right. Um, but anyway, end of the story is Kelly is dead. For now. Yes, for now. Pablo uh, is getting bad feelings about the man named Marcus is his name, who went through the portal and get pushed back out. He has a friend help him up and he absorbs that friend into his body. Well, well, he like melts him like an acid and yeah. then he makes like a thing kind of deadite, which is yes. really cool. So another head sticking out of him pretty much. Yeah, he kind of like dissolves him into himself and then there's like an arm and then he's got like a whole other side he then spits, sticks out. It's really weird. Yeah, he then spits bile into the woman's knight's face and takes the other guy and absorbs him to fight Ash. He like takes off the top part of his head and rips out his spine. Yeah. And then he makes like this whip like spine thing uh -huh. that comes off of his arm 
so he has even more reach, and it's like really gross and awesome. It's a great fucking scene and yeah. a great job of makeup on that. Yeah, the the thing monster that they create is really cool. Yeah, uh, Ruby uh, gets contacted uh, by that um, Kaya, Kaya, and they decide to put her in Kelly. So now Kelly becomes the vessel, uh, and they let him know that Dark Ones know about the Rift. So she will now, by being Kelly, uh, will help drive Ash's daughter over the edge. Uh, Back at the fight, uh, the female knight, Pablo and Ash all get together and kill the demon knights. Uh, and Ash tells Pablo to figure out how to close the rift. And he gets home and fake Kelly is there and actually gives him the dagger. So he thinks nothing's wrong. And that's actually the end of episode six. In episode seven, we actually open up with our clip. That's better. So good job tracking down that Kandarian demon poker. All right, here's the plan. We gear up, we corner Ruby and her little... She won't be there. Well, you clean up pretty well. Thanks. My mom always liked this dress on me. It's pretty, but I'm not sure this is the time to be playing Barbie dress up. So there's this dance tonight at school, and... You want to go to a school dance when evil is circling like sharks at a tuna rodeo? I have a plan. Ms. Previtt sent me a text saying she wanted to clear the air tonight. And you're gonna say no, because you're my daughter and you're smart. Look, if you're right, and Ms. Previtt is a demon, then that means she killed my mom and Rachel and who knows how many others. I need to know for sure. And when I do- Daddy-O's gonna swoop in for the kill. Kelly, you've heard a lot of my dumb ideas. You wanna weigh in on this one? I think it's a great idea, Ash. Ruby trusts her. She might throw her off guard. And besides, if anything goes awry, you and I will be right there. Okay, daughter, we do this your way, but from now on, you're rubber and we're glue. You got that? Dad? Thanks. Well, that's what super cool dads do, right? All right, we cut to Ruby, and the new Ash is born, and uh, he's ready to help Ruby set other real Ash up, and she said, first you have to look like him, so he has to cut off his own chainsaw hand. And she gives him a hacksaw to do it with. Yeah. She could have at least given him a chainsaw so it would be done quicker. Yeah, something. Anything. Not very nice to your child. And he even says, is it supposed to hurt this much, yeah. or, or something and like she's that? she's like, it'll like, scab over. You'll be fine. Yeah, like she has no care or concern. Because nope. really, he's a end to a means. She doesn't really care about him. Typical mom. Yeah. Jesus, dude. <laughs> anyway, uh, Pablo and the Knights are contacted by Kelly, and she tells them all about what happened at the wall uh, through that wall uh, portal. Um, so it's, it's a da- quick update for everybody that wasn't paying attention the last seven episodes. It also helps Pablo know what's happening, so he knows not to trust anybody else. Right. Uh, they're at the dance. Cops are obviously looking for Ash. Fake Kelly and Brandy go in while Ash has to find a way, a different way in around the cops. Uh, Kelly's already planting seeds into Brandy's head, saying that Ash 
you know, is acting strangely. Fake Ash shows up, kills a couple kids. Um, While giving them a speech about the dangers and evil of marijuana, which proves definitely evil. Evil Ash, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Ruby asks uh, to speak to her, and Fake Kelly says it's okay, so they go somewhere else to speak. Uh, Real Ash finds the bloody mess of the kids. He gears up and finds Fake Ash e- uh, feeding on one of them. He then gets nabbed by a cop, so a cop sees Real Ash and thinks he did this. Typical police. <laughs> it's uh, a very important lesson that you've both learned. Cops don't help. <laughs> that is a very good lesson in season one. Old cops are bumbling dummies. Thank you. Uh, Ruby tells Brandy that Ash is, and she knew all about demons the whole time. She was just trying to slow her into it, and that Ash is the actual demon here, uh, and that she's trying to protect her, and fake Kelly starts backing it all up, and Brandy storms out, and then we find out that Brandy must be the one to kill Ash to help fulfill the prophecy. Which feels like something they shoehorned in later to explain why she wasn't getting killed yet. Exactly. Um, Brandy finds fake Ash, and he shows her his demon face. Uh, fake Kelly uh, saves Ash from a cop, and he goes looking for Brandy. Uh, Ruby kills a girl who just ran up to her because she saw a guy with a chainsaw and she didn't want her, you know, freaking out. Uh, Brandy tells Ruby she is right, and then fake Ash breaks into the dance and just starts chainsawing people. Which was awesome. That was a really cool scene. He goes total psychopath on a bunch of kids with a chainsaw. I really dug it. What's not to like? Uh, Pablo gets to the school and Kelly calls out to him and Pablo says, hey, it would have been cool if you know, he tries to, he fakes her out by saying it would be cool if we could kiss sometime. And she was like, yeah, it would be. And then he headbutts her because, you know, they already have. I love uh, how he does that too. He knocks her out and he's like, we have. It was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, she actually tells him that she is Kaya and uh, about everything else. Uh, Real Ash shows up and Brandy is threatening him with the dagger. Uh, Kaya and Pablo fight and he gets away from her. Uh, Ruby makes Ash kill her with his chainsaw. She pretty much grabs his chainsaw and makes she- she guts her. guts herself with a chainsaw yeah. to make um, Sandy or Mandy. Brandy. Right. <laughs> He does that. She does that to trick Brandy into yeah. trying to kill Ash because she wants to make her see one more, you know, possible murder and that it's the same psychopath who was carving up the kids earlier. Exactly. Pablo finds evil Ash. Uh, they fight a little bit and uh, Brandy thinks now Ash killed Ruby. Uh, Brand, uh, Brandy's getting ready to stab Ash with the dagger, but she just can't do it. She says even throughout everything, that's still her dad and the only family she has. At this point, Pablo and evil Ash break in and everyone's kind of like, oh my God, there's two of them and Ash kills evil Ash. So there you go. He kills another evil. Well, he even says there's two of you. There's another one of you. Like how many of these doppelgangers do I have to deal with or something? Yeah. Uh, I love how he kills this when he shoots off the top half of its head. Yes. And it's still alive. So it's just how you miss. And then he blows off the rest of his head. (laughs) Yeah. That was pretty awesome. That was fucking great. Yeah. As, as with everything, Ash killing himself is always fun to watch <laughs> with a shotgun with a shotgun the same one almost every time yep <laughs> good bad he's the guy with the gun uh ruby is angry and pretty much confirms to brandy everything that you know ash has been saying she's she's once again i could totally understand where Brand or ruby's coming from here would you be really pissed off if this blundering idiot constantly wins yeah that's foils the- everyone in your genius play he fails up constantly yeah that's basically the basis for this show yeah 
and she is just angry. She throws the dagger, but Brandy jumps in front of Ash, getting killed in the process. At the end, Brandy wakes up in a different place. It looks like the gym, but it's obviously not the same existence that she was just in. Yeah, Stars was like, hey, Stranger Things has an upside down. Maybe we need one of those. Yeah, that's how it seemed. Uh, We hear clattering, and she runs. And that's the end of episode seven. Hey, we're almost done. Yes, three more left to go. Here we go. Episode eight. We are at the dance aftermath. Ash is uh, still to blame, according to the authorities. They are still all looking for him. Well, um, the other version of him dissolved into a mush. Yeah, that was a left mush. Behind, so, so they yeah. don't know. And not yeah. like any of the kids who witnessed it are probably making any sense at this point because they're all traumatized. Right. And basically, anyone running around with a chainsaw hacking people up, you automatically think of Ashy Slashy. Yes. Um, they, uh, Pablo and Ash uh, are coming up with a plan, and that's actually this episode's clip. Everything is all messed up because of Ruby. Save it, Pablo. We went mano a Ruby and she took the belt. I couldn't even save my own daughter. And now you're telling me that the Kelly we know and love isn't even Kelly? Kel told me herself. I think her spirit's stuck in that crazy rift place. Ruby killed her, and now some demon's taking over her body. Man, you know it's bad when you don't know who's alive, who's dead, or somewhere in between. Wait, New York Mill. Noby. Yeah, Ruby Noby. She's the demon puta that we gotta fucking shake. No, 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 no. Professor Noby. 30 years ago, his spirit got stuck in what the book said was a rift in time and space. Now, if you've talked to Dead Kelly, Brandy's in there too. All we have to do is get into that rift, grab them, walk away Ray. Yeah, I don't know, Hefe. I want him back as bad as you do, but that sounds crazy risky. Pablo, I lost my daughter on my watch. I gotta do something. So you wanna jump into the thing that turned that night into a what the fuck? To save those two, I would submit to a prostate exam. Shit. Hey, Faye, you want to put Brandy's spirit back into her body, right? I think we got a problem. And that problem is uh, the coroner is taking Brandy's body away. Uh, we cut to Brandy is in the rift. Uh, she sees these shadow figures and some kids from the dance running around. One kid is taking... Not Demogorgons in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> this is not influenced heavily by how much people love Stranger Things. Shh. Will he get sued? <laughs> they can't sue me for telling my opinion. I mean, they can try. <laughs> uh, one kid is grabbed by these shadowy figures and they dragged underground by hands. So you probably don't want to have that happen to you. Especially not when you're in the upside down <laughs> the rift the rift dude the rift same same whatever God damn it Brandy is then saved by Dalton, who explains that he believes this isn't hell. It's just a stop on the way there. That's like the next stop is hell. Also, they're looking for Barbara. Hey, man, can you just not? Come on. <laughs> all just, right, whatever. Can you, can you be cool for a little bit? All right. I actually enjoyed this season, okay? Should I stay or should I go, Matt? <laughs> if you go, there will be trouble. If I stay, there will be double. <laughs> uh, Ash and uh, Pablo, they steal the coroner's van. 
and we have two bodies in there, one of which is in the bag and is moving. But Ash never sees it. He checks the one bag yeah. and he sees that he it's sees Brandy. He sees his daughter. So. He doesn't even want to bother with the other one. No. Uh, in fact, they'll just find a nice preserved place, he said, to throw the body to. Something about a nice, well-ventilated area to deal to drop the other body. Uh, Dalton and Brandy run for the theater because uh, that's just where base is at this point. Um, the uh, the guys get to the store and they grab the body and they uh, get it down in there, go into the cellar, so everything's coming together there. Kelly then finds Dalton and Brandy and they hide out in the theater that when they enter, things work differently, they enter the theater, but when they go in, it's actually the town bar. So everything works a little bit differently. You don't know what you're heading into. Yeah, it's all upside down. It makes sense. See, I've never seen Stranger Things, so. Alright, you just have to take my word for it. Uh, this seems all new and fresh to me. <laughs> That explains why you enjoyed the season more. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, down in the cellar, they figure that evil, uh, the, uh, they figure that instead of going into the rift door because of what happens to them, they'll actually have to get killed by evil to get into the rift safely. They decide to use the dagger and to kill Ash. Uh, so, and they, uh, they do that. Ash is killed, stabbed right in the heart. After a big production and a bunch of like one, two, three counts. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 I can't do it. Then he gives it to Pablo to do it. Yeah. They're just padding out that episode a little bit there. Ash, uh, wakes up with both his hands and he goes looking for Brandy. He's got both his hands because it's all upside down, Matt. I don't know what that means. So sorry. Somebody out there is laughing at this. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Pablo is, uh, waiting and he's sees that the body bay containing Brandy's body is gone. Um, they go uh, back to the bar. Ash comes in, finding Brandy and Kelly and Dalton. Pablo is then attacked by a deadite, but it's not Brandy. It was the other girl in there. So that means Ash grabbed the wrong body bag. Uh, <laughs> that deadite was kind of hot, too. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. Not my usual. I'm, I prefer my dead to not move around. That much. You at least don't want him talking to you that much. Or at all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to fuck a dead thing, you want to make sure it's not talking back to you about it. That's right. Uh, the dead gang decide that they have to get back to the cellar area, go through the rift, and then they'll be returned to their bodies. Uh, they're trying to get back, but uh, one of the shadow demons is blocking the entrance. Dalton causes a distraction, and he is dragged under to presumably hell. Uh, Ash is trying to use his car to bust through everything. And as it's being dragged down, he's actually able to start it. It's dragged under, but then breaks through. And to he's the able tune to drive of kick out the jams. I'm really mad at myself. I really should have notated every song that ended each episode. Uh, you wouldn't have known a good handful of I could of have them. probably looked them up. Yeah, but. well, it's on IMDb. You don't have to do the work yeah. for people. It's there. It's fun, though. Yeah. Um, they get into the cellar, but there is no rift. Now, we cut back to Pablo and he's able to use a paint can shaker to put the deadite's head in, shake it, and kill it. Most creative kill of this season was the paint can shaker. Yeah, that was fucking awesome. it literally awesome. rips her head off of her body yeah. with multiple vibrations. It was really cool. It's really fucking cool. Uh, Pablo starts the process and the rift opens. Ash and Brandy start walking through, but Kelly gets stopped. She can't go through. Ash and Brandy escape and Ash returns to his body. Ash tries to get to back to help Kelly but he gets sucked out. He gets sucked out, yeah. 
And then Brandy was, of course, left in the van, and they get her out, and everyone's alive. Well, except for Kelly. Um, Kelly's still technically in a limbo, so she's got the potential to become alive again. Yeah. We cut to evil Kelly, and uh, she found that other knight that was missing from the cellar, uh, the lady knight. Well, she had found out where Ruby was and was staking out the place. So that bring it brings her to Ruby, and Ruby decides they're going to rewrite their destiny. But doesn't sound all that great and that's the end of episode eight and we go into episode nine uh the night is all fucked up they got her old like tubes going into her like ivs and stuff trying to rehydrate her it seems no no oh well they, you got that su- way wrong they're sucking out hydration they hit every major artery or vein in the body in such a place as to drain the blood out of her so they have ink to write with oh they are filling up multiple receptors with her blood I see I, I totally misjudged that oh that's fucking even worse man that's awesome yeah it's horrific yeah and cool yes <laughs> and they're gonna use her to create a new page in the book uh, the knight tries to escape and fake Kelly gouges out her eyes well you missed the part oh, before they, they, they cut off the skin on her back yeah and took that off and Bev was really upset with how much she was screaming she's like shut up I'm like they're skinning her alive <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm pretty you... sure that's gonna be uncomfortable that's gotta be painful yeah that's got to be scream worthy yes in that excess uh pablo ash and brandy they get back uh to the home and that is actually this episode's clip i'm gonna show up again oh pablo <laughs> oh why do i feel like this oh i have a feeling it's the residual effects of coming back from the dead well how come he's not sick then i don't get hangovers either i'm so sorry dad and pablo it's my fault that kelly's dead if I just believed you from the beginning, it's none not of your this- fault. It's Ruby. She's the one who got in your head. I can't believe that Kelly's gone. You know, of all of us, I thought she'd be the one to make it. This doesn't make any sense. You and I were both there with her at the rift, and all of a sudden, it's like there was a wall. I couldn't save her. What are we gonna do now? Raise first Linda, then Cheryl, Chet, Pop, then Pablo. I'm not dead. You were, Kelly. And me. Yeah, my daughter too. Come on, enough is enough. I'm going to find this ruby and put an end to this once Once and for all. You know what? This time I'm serious. Hey, what are you doing? I don't think this is a good idea. Ruby is a dark one with the Necronomicon. We cannot lose you. Whoa. What's the matter with you? Hey, Faye. I can't see. Come here, you. My eyes. Hey, Faye. It's okay. Take it easy. My I'm blind, Hey, You're going to be okay. What's happening to me? Just take it easy. You're right here with us. No! I'm in another house. There's blood on the floor. I can see a body. So we... Wait. There's somebody else. Kelly? Kelly. There's someone else inside of her body. Iffy. That's why Kelly couldn't come through the rift with you and Brandy. Her soul doesn't have a body to come back to. I can see Ruby. I'm seeing through the eyes of the Necronomicon. The Necrowaticon? Oh, it's a gnarly book. It's the reason behind all this crap. Oh, shit. Oh, well, look, you got to be connected to it somehow. Can you see where they are? Yeah. It's an old house. A big room. There's a fireplace. Is there a deer head above it? Yeah. She went back to Previtz. Wait. I can hear them. Ruby's upset. She's scared. 
She needs to find a rift before the dark ones break through. Well, that's the rift below the store. Uh, oh, I'm back. How'd you do that? I don't know. I don't get a manual with being a bro special. Come on, settle up. Get over to the hardware store. Make sure that rift is locked down tight. I don't want any dark ones coming out of there. Where are you going? I'm gonna get Kelly's body. See you at the rift. I'm coming with you. No, you're too weak to fight. Now look, my boomstick got me out of a lot of scrapes, but be careful. It's got a hair trigger. Kick like a mule. You stay locked in here. Do not answer that front door, okay? No matter how normal they sound. Dad. Be careful. <coughs> uh, oh, sorry. Oh, oh no, that's a, that's okay. That's okay. We'll, we'll be back soon. I guess that makes up for all the times that she never got to spit up on his shirt when uh, yeah. her, he wasn't around for her to be an actual father. Exactly. Uh, Pablo sees the skies are going very evil and heads to the cellar. And the rift is already opened, and he is unable now to close it. So, bad times are coming. Different kind of rift that's open, too, as well, if you haven't noticed, folks. It's a different color. It's yeah, it's not a, green. Yeah, yeah, more black, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a black light, ultraviolet kind yeah. of look, and a little, like, like ultra-white and ultraviolet type look. Yeah. Uh, Ash is, of course, drinking and driving on his way to Ruby's. Of course. Uh, the Dark Ones, uh, uh, the agents have arrived, and they attack Pablo, but then throw throw him aside when they see that he had the lost pages so he, they just grab the lost pages and leave well the so. one jammed his hand into pablo's chest yeah and then let him go after the pages but didn't bother killing him no but that will come to play here in a little bit maybe i don't know yeah uh we cut to the bar and people are just hanging out and one guy's trying to get a drink and the bartender is a deadite chewing on his own cheek and then out of nowhere almost a lot of people are becoming deadites and the evil is out and about. Um, Brandy is watching people running around outside, and then there's a guy just standing there staring at the house, and then she hears a noise, and evil gets in, and she shoots at it, but she still has to run. She runs, she runs, and she gets inside into uh, a shed and locks herself in. However, the boomstick was left right outside the door. Uh, She gets a call on her cell phone from her mom, and her phone starts biting and bites off her thumb. So, awesome yeah they're recreating stuff where she's being attacked again and it's all evil dead 2 like hardcore even very the much they what ash went through cam and how she's being chased and everything yeah they really kind of push it along and show all of that yeah and the phone plays a message from her mom as a deadite as well which is probably the most horrific part of all of this where like it's like her mom at first and then it slips into a dead-eyed voice telling her all these horrible things it wants to do yeah but it's still like her mom dead-eyed voice which yeah. is really horrifying that's fucked up for her anyway yeah kaya is smearing blood all over the place and the new page is ready for the Necronomicon um, Ash then shows up takes Kaya hostage but a uh, the uh, but the dead knight there comes back as a deadite and distracts him and Kaya is able to get the dagger away from him uh, Brandy has a vision of her having to cut off her hand much like Ash had to but it wasn't real her phone's talking shit and she able she's able to bolt it to the ground with a screwdriver and then run it over over with a snowblower and much like everything in the Evil Dead universe even if it's small there's a shit ton of blood inside of it. Yeah I wasn't really into a lot of this stuff as much the possessed phone wasn't really working for me although the bite off thumb bit was cool Yeah. Um, but like how it kept talking shit to her and then we have the vision of her hand being possessed 
fast and then her cutting it off but not really cutting it off yeah i felt cheated yeah so by the time we get to the part where she's covered in blood again i'm just get on with it i didn't like how they made like if they would have the phone looked goofy Mm -hmm. not like a scary demon it looked like like something funny yeah so i wasn't particularly i was like uh they could have probably done something better with the phone yeah and the whole time it's happening i'm just get on with it (laughs) yes get on with it all right, I'm getting on with it. Pablo finds her, and there is a huge explosion, and they gotta stop the. Uh, and Pablo tells her they got us the the each ones have the missing pages, and they gotta stop the book from being put together. Uh, Ash is fighting with Ruby, and she destroys his chainsaw. Uh, and right before his eyes are going to be gouged out, the ancient ones show up. They pull Kaya out of uh, Kelly's body, soul and, ripping. Yes, and put it in her own body. And which then, one of them? throws up from the pit yes that was horrific that was bad but it was so cool. slimy but she's like covered in goo and you know kind of hot so yeah i'm, I'm still right. into it yeah until they put her soul back in and then i'm not as into it and then they burn her pretty much down to nothing which i'm back into and while they're all doing this ash is able to grab kelly's body and the book the agents then go ahead and also end ruby so goodbye ruby ruby is now gone for good and yeah, her soul's they, been burnt out they dissolve her down to like nothing basically yeah. like would they pull out all of her magical powers i think they eradicate her existence kind of and so the shell is the only thing left yeah i don't know if they necessarily eradicate her existence but you see them they pull out all of the stuff that made her ruby yeah so whatever thing that she had with the power or whatever they claim it back yes while ash talks to pablo he's driving away through the book and he's getting ready to head to the rift but Pablo's trying to tell him not to, but so he can't really hear him. staring directly into the book while driving at high speed and not looking at the road. Yes. <laughs> Just want to point that That's out. That's what Ash does, though. Let's remember, he's also we've also seen him driving at high speeds, drinking and smoking dope. Sometimes with no hands on the wheel and somehow able to keep it all going. Yeah. So he's also a car savant with that car only. Only that car. Only yeah. that car. Yeah. Only that car. There are now deadites everywhere in a state of emergency has been declared in the state. Yes. Uh, Ash drives, uh, and he has to actually drive into the bar to avoid hitting Pablo and Brandy. Uh, the Dark Ones are there, and they grab the book and complete the pages, and then they just disappear. Chanting is being heard, and then a hole opens up in town, like a, in the in the center of town on the street. Ash goes to check it out, and a giant dark hand comes out, and that's the end of episode nine. Well, as the hand comes out, you actually see Ash say, like, oh, shit, or oh, fuck or yeah. something like oh, that fuck. and that's what actually ends that yeah. episode all right we started episode 10 uh everyone's running around going crazy the guys uh the group grabs kelly's body and the dagger um then uh at this point uh brandy stabs a deadite right in the mouth with it and they uh then what comes out of the hole is a giant demon and then we come to our episode clip what is that it's kandar the destroyer he's come to test the metal of man Ash, we're doomed. This is it, Ash. Everything that's ever been foretold, the Necronomicon, your destiny, it all comes down to this moment. It's the final test, Efe. He's right. Ash is a demon killer. So go. Go kill a demon. Yes, I do kill demons, but that... That thing is bullshit, man. No way. I'm not doing it. If it's here to test you, then, then you will get out there and you will fight. Get, go out there. Go. Get out there. Go. Damn you, Ash Williams. You're no hero. You're a coward. And you're going to get us all killed. 
Well, I'm not gonna let that happen. Hey, he's here! Hey, Alex Williams is the one you won! Dude, that's a really bad idea! He's right here! Same cop who wanted to take Ash Slashy Ashy in for you know to arrest him. Yeah, um, I really only have one thing for you to say about all this. Yeah, Old cops that? are bumbling dummies. Yeah. Old cops are bumbling dummies. Yeah. Old cops are bumbling dummies. Old cops, Old cops are, are bumbling, bumbling dummies. dummies. Old cops are bumbling all right, dummies. All right, all right, all right. We get it. Uh, they all get back to the house, and we see on the TV that this is now happening worldwide. Every country is starting to report issues of mass hysteria. Uh, Ash uh, and also demon possession yeah uh, ash breaks down as a failure and he looks like he's just pretty much lost i actually really like this stuff where the pressure gets to him and he has that whole like you know can the cup be passed to someone else kind of yeah, thing yeah. like could i be done now why does this have to be me why do i have to do this you know and like he's just basically like he just starts drinking and like yeah. trying to like pretend like this isn't something that he's gonna have to deal with and he's like i didn't ask for any of this yeah but like, that I crisis to go back. of faith is really cool stuff. Yeah, and I wanted to go back real quick. One of my favorite Ash moments this whole season was after Ruby dies. So she's gone. He's got Kelly's body in the book and he looks and he's peeking at Ruby being killed and he goes, oh no, oh Ruby, oh, oh where, where, where? Stupid bitch. And then he leaves. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's like that's such an Ash thing. And always like, uh, uh, when he like uh, when he split off and mini hymns came out in Army of Darkness, and he yeah. stepped on one. He was like, "Oh, did I hurt you?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, Brandy helps snap Ash out of it and helps him up. And he goes, "Well, okay, that's fine." And he needs to get high off his ass first because he says he's not fighting this thing with a clear head. Yeah, she even says something about like, um, like uh, why. You Is need to get baked. Is this really the best time for you to get baked or whatever? Yeah, I'd get baked because I fight that thing with a clear head. Okay, fuck that or something like that. <laughs> I wouldn't want to either. <laughs> yeah, I can't say I blame him. I mean, like, if, if he's got the momentum, he might as well use what he's got. Yeah. Uh, they figure out that Pablo is kind of like the WWE's Kane. He's both good and evil as he's, he has one foot in the good realm, one foot in the bad realm. And he is able to walk around the deadites don't pay him any attention because they think he's evil. Well, that yeah. Yeah. So he's going to take Kelly to the rift to try to, her dead body, to try to get her back. Yeah, so he's carrying her corpse around over his shoulder like the whole episode. Yeah, and now they have her on a... a, uh, a uh, dolly. A dolly, yeah. thank you. Uh, they have her on a dolly, and he's going to take her there, and Ash and Brandy will just take the sewers, because there's no way they're going to get through there on the streets. Uh, military jets are now flying everywhere, and they get down there, and they're walking, and we see there are deadites definitely in the sewers. Yeah, it's like uh, rats just everywhere where they're crawling all over yeah. everything, and there's just tons of them. It's like the entire town oh, went it's, underground. It's really awesome, though, that also Pablo's running around, though. You see all the deadites feeding on people they have. Like, they have full control now. They're not having to hide or anything like that. Yeah. Um, the jets, they fire, and they shoot missiles, but they're actually making the beast more powerful. Yeah, so, it's almost like Godzilla, where it's storing it up or something yeah the, uh, the energy blast and yeah and he continues to grow so basically what they're using to harm him their malice and all their hate and everything is just feeding it exactly yeah um ash uh gives 
Brandy his uh, necklace that he had since that first night in the cabin that he was going to give to his girlfriend. Um, he gives it to her to always because he always felt like it would keep him safe, so he wants to keep her safe. Um, they are attacked by numerous deadites, but they are able to escape. Um, they all get to the cellar and they are surrounded. And Pablo goes into the rift. Ash and Brandy fight the deadites. They're able to fight him off. Pablo comes back, but Kelly still doesn't wake up, and he believes he is failed he swore that she came through and then she finally does wake up and pablo kisses her but uh she still looks fucking terrible well he kisses her for quite a long time yeah yeah Yeah. one of my favorites is we got to really do something about kelly because her smell is really starting to bother me a little bit Yeah, it's weird that like it's almost like Kaya made the body rot even faster. Yeah, or the soul ripping or something because she does start going downhill really fast. Exactly. Um, they all uh, leave the store to find that the army is now there fighting the deadites. Uh, they are all to be de- evacuated, and Ash hears they are actually going to try to nuke the town and the creature. Uh, this Pablo tells him this will just make him stronger or too strong to defeat. Yeah. yeah Ash gets everyone loaded and grabs the dagger and he says his goodbyes and they are all moved out. He pretty much tells Pablo he's the jefe now, that Kelly needs to be the leader, and that he's doing this for Brandy, as she's kind of like, I thought you were going to take care of me, or not leave me. And well, he specifically tells Kelly to keep everyone there safe. Yes. Like, she's in charge of making sure they all stay safe. Because there are other the civilians. There's like, Pablo finds a little girl. Uh, Ke- uh, Kelly helps save a guy who got shot by a deadite soldier. Right. So, um, he says his goodbye, and they're all moved out. Ash is able to find a tank and he tapes the dagger to the front of a shell well he pulls out the actual mortar part yeah and then puts the dagger like in the shell and then tapes it in such a way so that he's going to be launching the dagger yeah. yes uh he gets out he flips off the demon uh in ash fashion yeah he, he actually says you bag of assholes yeah, you bag of assholes well, are you looking for me or something yeah. like that and then he fires in a typical uh, ash fashion nothing happens so the demon picks up the tank and ash finally finds the firing mechanism. He fires it. He shoots the demon right in the mouth. Uh, the demon dies, but falls on top of the tank. Well, he shoots it through the crushing. bottom half of the mouth and yeah. into the chest and, and heart it, like, area. it burns through like almost like almost like a slow burn. It's like like killing it from the inside out now because the dagger's in there. Yeah, and it's like spiraling around yeah. and moving around and stuff. And it falls on top of the tank. And now we see very kind of clouded look and Ash is being dragged away, but he does see a knight's ring that's dragging him. Then we cut to a containment system opens, and Ash is inside. He has heavily more gray hair. Uh, he has both his hands with one being like real, like augmented, almost cybernetic. It looks regular, but at the wrist, it has like a light in there. Yeah, it's like a little cutaway thing where you can yeah. see the cybernetic stuff that's in there. It's kind of cool looking. Well, yeah, of course you would say that it looks a lot like the hand in Jedi only with fiber optics. Exactly. Um, he uh, leaves the room in his green by a woman who almost is half cybernetic herself. Pretty much all of the joints are cybernetic. Yeah, and, and her like, waist. Like a midsection thing that makes yeah. her look even skinnier, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the door to the area they're in opens, and we see a dystopia wasteland. Uh, Ash acts, uh, then she removes the cover of a car, and we see it's Ash's car, all fucking souped up. Yeah, he asks if everything's gone, and she says not everything, or yeah. something like that. It, then 
she shows him the car. He gets suited up. Yeah, and he goes, where's my daughter? And she goes, we'll explain on the way. The deadites are on the move. He gets in. She gets into the, like, gunner. There's a gunner position in the car now. She asks, how do you... He makes sure he stares at her ass as she's getting in the car. She asks, how do you feel, sire? He says, groovy. We rock out and... and Two space trucking. Two space trucking. As the car takes off. Yep. Well, that was way too goddamn long. This is why I always do the questions and I don't go through every single individual episode when we do a season. You know what, though? It's like 10. Uh, you know, it's only been a couple hours, so it's we're fine. Two hours. I didn't want to do two full hours oh, on this season. Sorry. <laughs> All right. As much as I have complaints, as much as there is a lot of stuff I disliked about this particular season, overall, I do still really like it. Yeah. It's just a mess. Uh, it's uneven. It bounces around. It doesn't know what fucking story it wants to tell for the season. And it's very clearly two to possibly three seasons of storylines that they wanted to do. But then they were going to have one season left. The plug got pulled on them. They only had one season left. So they started pulling pages out of scripts and throwing as much shit together into one season as they possibly could. And it fucking shows. Yeah. This season is a mess. The overall story arc of it that they're doing, I don't think they should have just focused in on the whole build up to the Medal of Man. Yeah. The whole side story with Ruby creating a whole other thing they waste like half a season on it i think it's completely pointless and while i like the doppelganger stuff that they do when they finally do that reveal it's way too much of a build-up way too much time spent on that not enough actual character development to make me give a fuck about the daughter until well after that happens i'll agree with that i really couldn't find myself caring about the daughter well yeah i mean there wasn't enough done for her the wife is introduced and killed within 20 minutes yeah you don't even get to see her again there would have been a really nice domestic bliss like inversion series of him trying to keep them alive while they're being threatened. Yeah. You know, the whole thing is just a mess. It just bounces around and it has like a whole hodgepodge of a bunch of different ideas. Each individual episode is trying to build up to something, but just ends up convoluting things and making it even more. The inclusion of the Rift stuff is so fucking Stranger Things. It's, it's, it's just fucking that's awful. That's where I will have a problem because I haven't seen Stranger Things yet. Well, and Stranger Things is just making references to any other like interdimensional travel shit as well yeah but this is very i mean like when they first introduce it he gets attacked by vines and that's one of the things that comes out of the rift that opens up in stranger things and like i don't know if they're poking fun of it while they're trying to do this with the rift thing to acknowledge that or if they were just going to do this thing where he was going to have to fight vines every time he goes down there and they ran out of money because they didn't have enough time who even fucking knows but once they finally get rid of the doppelganger ash and start moving into this whole testing the metal of man storyline that they're going for. Yeah. That's when it starts getting really fucking good. When the Necronomicon finally gets put together and we see what the the, the true power of the Deadites are. Yeah, like when the Ancient Ones basically just devour Ruby in a matter of seconds, who's been a baddie for three whole entire seasons. You you just can't kill no matter what. Like, I really wanted to see this kind of stuff expanded out more and I really feel like it's two, maybe three seasons that they jam-packed into one. The more you talk about it, the more I can see you we could have gotten three more great seasons out of this show yeah 
if they would have done it more like the first two seasons. Well, and I mean, as much but, as I like stuff in the second season, I have to admit all the stuff with Bilal is fucking annoying. Oh, yeah. You know, and like there's a lot of stuff that they do in the second season where it's like, oh, my God, just fucking get on with it. What are you doing? You know, because they don't have the money to always have him constantly slaughtering deadites. And let's face it. Do you really want to watch? Yes, you do. You want to watch five hours of Ash just killing things. Yeah. You I really, mean, you really that, do. I mean, that's really just the best. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what you're watching anyway. You have yeah. like a major kill scene in like every episode or something like that yeah. or a gross out moment. Where Ash just figures out a way to get through it. Yeah. And most of the gross out moments in this season were really lacking and or were rehashes of something that they had already done. Uh-huh. So like, I kind of understand why it needed to end, but it's like, okay, well, instead of rehashing the ideas, why not take the stuff you were going to do with the, you know, whatever was going to be your actual final season and find a way to jump in time. Like, let's say they're messing around with a timeline. So all this stuff happens, have Pablo explain it all. And let's just fucking get on to the buildup of the Medal of man. Yeah. Can you imagine if this entire season was a buildup of that stuff? And then the payoff that they do at the end, where it's the eternal war that they're talking about happening is how it ends. And that's Ash going off in this souped up car for the eternal war. Yeah. You know, like that would have felt so much better, but it's anticlimactic at this point because it's like, well, this is the last thing we're ever going to see with Ash. And yep. yes, he's going off to be this eternal warrior or something like that. But at the same time, you meandered so fucking long on all this other stuff when you could have been blowing that money on all this other stuff with the Medal of Man and all the actual battles that were supposed to come. Yeah. And it's just a big buildup and no fucking delivery. I, I I had a problem with the ending because, again, he does all this to save his daughter and Pablo and Kelly, the people he cares about the most, and now we don't even know if they get to live through anything. Yeah. So, I mean, did he do everything? For, I mean, he killed, he showed the Medal of Men by killing the demon. Right. And yet, apparently, that didn't do nothing. It still ended the world. Well, no, no. He's, that's, that's his test. Yeah. But it didn't necessarily end the world. They put him on ice until the Eternal War. Oh, okay. Because he is supposed to lead them in the Eternal War, and he had to prove himself with this battle. Yeah. They don't even explain that shit that well. It yeah. took me like the second or third viewing that I'm on now with this for mm-hmm. the show before I even got that little bit of dialogue. They yeah. rely on a lot of stuff of like you paying attention to little offset lines for everything to be explained. In the end, though, I still enjoyed it. Oh, no, it's still a shitload of fun to watch. Yeah. I don't hate watching it. It's just there are parts where if I weren't watching it for the show, I would probably skip through in the episode. It just could have been there are flashes of brilliance there. Right. And that's, and that's the thing that's the most frustrating. Make it mad. Yeah, that's yeah. what makes me the most frustrated it's with like, it. It's like, oh my God, what this could have been and whether it was Sam or whether it was Star or Stars saying, nope, one more season, that's all we want to do with you guys. Yeah. And then, you know, that's it. Well, I would almost rather have had just the two seasons if they were going to cut it off there. Yeah. Because the ending of season two is actually pretty satisfying. It would have made a great ending where it's like, well, it's not over. Yeah. But Ash is happy, at least yeah. for now. And everyone, you know, kind of reveres him as the hero he's supposed to be. Right. Yeah. And we do get a little bit of that at the start of the show, but then of this season, but it's like, oh my God. You know, but there's, like you said, there's moments of brilliance and it's really, when it's when it's great, it's really fucking great. But yeah. for this season, when it's bad, it's really fucking bad in parts. Um, Probably, the, the I they really stretched out the whole will Brandy trust her dad, won't she? Way too many episodes. Yeah. It's at least three to four episodes. So it's like anywhere from like 60 to 80 minutes. It's like an hour and 20 minutes of, worth of the father-daughter dynamic out of the five total hours that we get. Yeah. And, and, it's the, and I really felt that that's what held back her character development. Yeah, because you don't care about her enough I, to really care whether or not she's going to trust I care her that Ash cares about her. That's about it. And I'm not even sure that I care that Ash cares about her. See, I 
did, I was like, oh, that's, you know, too bad that, you know, Ash doesn't get to spend more time with her because he's going to, but I didn't feel bad for Brandy. I felt bad for Ash. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we've talked enough about this and it's been long enough and God damn it, the episode's already over long. So we're going to take a break. going to play a promo for another podcast, which really wishes it was on a better episode. Gonna have a little I bit think of, this is a pretty good episode. going to have a little bit of music taken out of an episode from Ash versus Evil Dead season three. And we come back, we'll do some PSYOP news. You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension of not only a film and sound, but mind. A journey into an auditory movie review adventure that must be experienced to be believed. There's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, the Doomsday Clock. You can extract the Witch vs. the Doomsday Clock podcast by either searching for WYCH on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and on your Android device. Witch vs. the Doomsday Clock is a proud member of Legion Podcasts, so prepare yourself. The podcast ice is gonna break! Joan Jett really kind of screwed me there. <laughs> uh, I don't have anything fucking witty to say, so let's just move on and give me some psyops. buddy Robert Ward. Man has eight inch screwdriver removed from his rectum after pushing it so far up it poked through his intestine nearly killing him. Ooh, is that me getting a metal rod shoved up my rectum? Well, apparently. A 46 year old man had a screwdriver pulled out of his rectum after pushing it inside himself and leaving it there for a week. Booty juice, booty juice, gotta have it now. My asshole actually sweat. After a disturbing case report, doctors revealed the man suffered a per perforation. Perforated bowel as a result and was left clinic critically ill. Yeah, uh, so stuff from his bowels leaking into his uh, cavity. Like, yeah, the actual cavity and leaching into his blood system being picked up by the cells around it. We are just an amazing set of meat sacks, aren't we? We're basically just a giant blood balloon that all you have to do is poke enough holes in it and you're gone. Uh, Yeah. Uh, He had arrived at the hospital in Florida with life-threatening septic shock because of bacteria which got into his bloodstream through the injury. Wow, I didn't even read this article. I was just guessing that's like, that's what a perfect 
me that. Does. Yeah, that's what would happen. Did he stick the needle down his pee hole? Jesus no. Christly, nothing like that. It was just a screwdriver up his ass. Man, T, what, what is he looking for over here? I don't know. But only when a CT scan was performed did doctors find the tool responsible, which measured 8.2 inches long by 1.1 inches wide. And earned your rectal passage. Uh, <laughs> after surgery, the identified man needed surgery to cut away rotting flesh from inside his buttocks after it became infected. Wow, he got necrotic ass from this. Yes, he survived. It is believed to be the first reported case of this kind. It is not clear which end of the screwdriver was inserted first. It is also unclear why he inserted a screwdriver in the first place, but he has since needed treatment for psychiatric disorders. Finger bang a girl with a corpse hand. The story was detailed in the Annals of Medicine and Surgery by uh, authors uh-huh, Annals <laughs> uh, by authors led by Dr. Youssef Shaban from the Kendall Regional Medical Center in Miami. They revealed the man had sought emergency help after having abdominal and pelvic pain for a week. It's going to cost you some serious cock. His past medical history showed he had suffered from schizophrenia and bipolar disorder and he had failed to take medication properly. A CT scan revealed the foreign object in the rectum which Rockters quickly recognized as the screwdriver. Moral to the story here, folks. Don't be doing anything where... Ooh, is that me getting a metal rod shoved up my rectum? It would be very bad. Yeah. Yeah. Like crossing the streams bad, Egon. Yeah. yeah, you're not, you don't have to be fussy on the whole good bad thing on this one. No, yeah. <laughs> this, like, is, this is pretty clear. Yeah. Have it give a little before you impale yourself with it, just a little, is, you know, a little more flexible, and try not to perforate your bowel with your sex toy. His bodily Flip. waste had to be rerouted from his intestines to a bag outside his body. You got a colostomy bag from this. Yeah. Wow. I don't know if that was a permanent thing or if they just did that until the stuff could heal up around there or what. Okay, this is going to be a clip, but I have to read it. The next part of this article. What are the risks of putting objects in the anus? Clip. Yep. <laughs> uh, the most common reason for... <laughs> I swear I didn't read the article. I just knew this would give me something. So go ahead. The most common reason for anal foreign body insertion is sexual pleasure. Clip. With vibrators and other sex toys needing retrieval. Other documented exploitations include drug concealment, assault, an accident, and to alleviate diarrhea or constipation. Your silicone penis budget is out of control. So are they talking butt plugs against diarrhea? Probably. Clip. Oh, yep. So there you go. Oh uh, man! That so was okay, a now the disturbing. waste is collected in a bag outside of the body. But once the area is healed, the elastomy will be reversed. So it might be good news. You might not need this bag forever. Yeah, the colostomy bag thing. Getting rid of that would probably be a benefit for him because if you don't have to have one, your life is better without one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the wound on his buttocks started to rot as well. Oh, to get rid of dying flesh. Yeah, necrotic ass. The name of my next fucking grindcore band. Yeah. We're going to tour with Anal Cunt. All right. Awesome. Is that a real band? Yes, that's a real band. Anal, anal Cunt. I've that's played a... them on the show before. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I have. Anal Cunt. Yes, it's a band. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's fucking metal as shit. You should have heard of them because they talk about them in... Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You suck. Okay. While Matt comes to terms with the fact that he sucks, we're going to play the ending show promo. We're going to have a little bit more music straight out of an episode of Ash vs. Evil Dead Season 3, and we will close out this fucking show. 
show. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcast, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Mental Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick 6 Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho-Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which Versus the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found. really dig that song. I think that might be my favorite Iggy Pop song, The Passenger. Nice. Yeah, I have very fond memories of listening to that um, on the highway when my parents were dropping me off at college. Oh, cool. Yeah. Something you look forward to. What, being dropped off from college? Yeah. Yeah, getting the living fuck out of that hellhole of a town that I was raised in. Yeah, that was an awesome experience. Finally getting to leave and knowing I never had to come back. But then you went back. No, only to visit. Okay. Never really went back and I don't plan on staying. There you go. I stay there longer than fucking five days I want to set the whole town on fire. <laughs> Isn't that the same with every town you're in? No, not necessarily. Oh. I mean, there's several places that I've been for more than five days and I actually enjoyed quite a bit. Oh, well, there you go. I mean, not Omaha, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> if you'd like to take a check and see if you've ever been in one of the places that I can't stand to be in for more than five days, I would suggest you check out our landing and or launching page. Not that that info is there, but I mean, just check it out anyway. <laughs> Legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema 
cinema-psyops. You can also jump on our group in the Facebook, which Cinema Psyops, well, I may or may not have a list of various cities that I do or do not want to destroy after five days within them. I mean, if that does or does not exist, but you could also make a post about it and ask me why the fuck I'm even talking about that kind of shit. All right there on Facebook. You can friend me on Facebook. I'm Court Psyops. You can friend Matt on Facebook. He is Matt Psyop. Although he never checks in unless he's in the middle of the fucking show, so your best bet is to email Matt if you want to actually contact him. You can give him feedback, encouragement, tell him that he was right about season three of uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead and Court is wrong. Tell him that he's not allowed to get ear infections anymore because the show really sucks without him. Any of that kind of like, you know, I guess positive shit you want to tell him. Matt at gmail.com. I don't know how I'll deal with that. You can email feedback to Court, cinemasyopscourt at gmail.com or just send him pictures of tits directly, I guess. <laughs> Man, you're not even masking it with something clever anymore. Now just show me tits. Clip. Clip. <laughs> You can tweet a couple of tweets to a couple of twats on the hate-filled shit fest that is Twitter. I am at court underscore psyop, and he is at psyop Matt, and both of us are extremely upset that we will not be able to put political ads on the tweets. Yeah, what's up with that? I don't know. You can also add water to a gram and have an Instagram. We are cinema underscore psyops, and by we, I mean the royal we, because I'm the one who runs Bartertown on that shit as well. Yes. So if you got one of those alt models that, you know, is doing all those fun stuff on Instagram with, like, lots of photos basically you know it's hook me up message me you know whatever. show them the tits clip it you can also join our flick chat group with the code cinema psyops although i haven't been on it that much as well either and i don't know if it's going to catch on or not despite how much our buddy duncan is pushing for that app to work <laughs> i mean really he's the one that got me yeah. into wanting to try it out anyway so there you go there you go so that's all of our stuff that's me trying things out and maybe i'll give a fuck you know later right. yeah i'd like to see that happen <laughs> <laughs> you start giving a fuck, that's it. I am buying a real bunker because the end times are nigh. Well, the end times are in fact nigh, so kick the fuck out of the Kandarian demons and this week and make them your bitch. 